From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour. Oh, I get very pumped up, and this is my annual day. But I usually probably catch it at least one other time during the year. It's in my library, so I don't have to search uh, far for it. Uh, Groundhog Day. Love the movie. Bill Murray, Andy McDowell. I will say, and you don't know what to believe and what not to believe, I've been reading a lot of bad stuff about Bill Murray. Like, what a terrible person he is. I just never um, never heard that before, never would have imagined it, and uh, I don't even settle on that it's true because you never know. It's what certain people are saying, but I've seen it quite a bit lately. In any event, uh, Groundhog Day, because right now at Gobbler's Knob in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, where Don P. Hurley has been threatening for about 31 years to be live on the spot, we got to make that happen one year. This is the 137th annual and we'll know shortly, and we will let you know here. And we have published an item about Punxsutawney Phil. Uh, but Phil's weather prediction uh, should be coming in the not-too-distant future. And it's something that we cover each and every year here on the program. So did you notice the coverage yesterday, how the media was breathlessly saying no classified documents were found in the search of Joe Biden's Rehoboth Beach, Delaware beach home? But that's not the story. They took journals out of there. So that has to mean that there's something in there. They didn't just take it because it's Joe writing love letters to Jill. And it's his attorneys that get to say this. The media reports it like it's the FBI saying it. The FBI, which leaks like crazy to attack Trump, leaks nothing about Joe Biden. And this is this sick game. That's being played. Then you have this Corinne Jean-Pierre. I refer you to the White House counsel. Uh, I refer you to this attorney. I refer you to the, to the president's personal attorneys. And then you go to the personal attorneys. Well, we're not going to you know, get ahead of the. I mean, you get nothing. Then they get credit how much. Oh, there was. And then the coverage all says. And there was a search which uh, the president volunteered. He's just so cooperative. But just answer me this question. If you really wanted to find out if there were documents, would you wait until three months after you knew all about this? And would you allow the, the, the perp while you're searching the one house that's a crime scene? And they were able to sanitize and do whatever they wanted. Who knows what these people are doing? They're completely dishonest. I mean, I, I heard that there's smoke coming out of the uh, chimney. They could be burning all this stuff. We don't know. Might be logs, might be papers. Who knows? But yeah, while you're at the one house, and then we were there right before you got there, now we'll go to the other house, and two weeks later you can come there. 
there's never been anything like this, I guess, since Hillary. What a two-party system, not two-tiered, two-party system of justice we have. I mean, amazing. I'm still waiting for the piles of documents to be photographed and for the FBI to release those photos so we can see. Were they in envelopes and what's it all look like? Stage it and lay it all out like you did on Trump? New York Times, please. Would you make the same 3D model about Hunter Biden's crack pipe and his naked ass in the garage right near the, the classified documents? Why don't we have a document? This is how close a crack son was, a crack smoking son was to the nation's secrets. And remember, even though we don't know what was in any of the Trump classified documents, they leak that there's nuclear codes and top secret. And I mean, but we don't hear anything about what's in these Biden documents. You find this just all a little bit interesting if you're at all fair minded about anything. What did I say that's not true? This is exactly how it's gone. Trump sent me an email yesterday and it said something to the effect of the Department of Justice has just conducted a planned and consensual search of Joe Biden's beach house for classified documents. Meanwhile, FBI agents raided my home without my knowledge and staged Mar-a-Lago to look like a crime scene complete with flashing lights, sirens and officers with guns. I read a report and I never knew this. I read a report, a report that they actually had people come down like on wires and stuff. I mean, you got to be kidding me. This is unbelievable. Biden's home gets, quote, consensually searched with, quote, cooperation from his lawyers. Now, no Trump lawyers were allowed to be anywhere near the search of his home. Do you I mean, don't you find it just absolutely fascinating? I know that I do. And and remarkable that we actually have in real time. And keep in mind, Joe Biden did that 60 minutes interview Trashing Trump, making it like once in 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 a, in a in a nation's history that classified documents would be with a president or a former president. Meanwhile, he knew that they had already searched. Think about that. Searched his different areas, but not all, and certainly not, not like they did with Trump. It is a perfect opportunity that you rarely get to say, oh, my gosh, look at the difference here. For Trump, he's got the worst prosecutor you could ever have if you were somebody that was within his eyesight. Joe Biden, it seems like a very nice man. Uh, He or whatever his name is uh, seems very docile, very civilized, very nice. Let's see how this all turns out. Some report, oh, he, he did have classified documents, but there was no intent. No reasonable prosecutor would prosecute. 
and he was cooperative and his attorneys were cooperative throughout. Then flip side, Trump, indictment, and and nothing about intent or anything. Yeah, this is, my friends, this is the deeply disturbing country that we live in. And it really should concern everyone, but I don't think it really does. I don't think it concerns that many people at all. People either don't know or they don't care. And and simply, that's just the way that it is. Uh, and meanwhile, and I like the way that he did it. But meanwhile, while Democrats carve up Republicans all the time, Kevin McCarthy uh, emerges from a meeting with President Biden and is p- professional, polished, diplomatic, handled it very, very well. Democrats, on the other hand, would come out and say, you know, it was terrible. You're terrible. More questions and answers. Can't work with you. I mean, they, they can do anything. It just it must. I'm telling you, I couldn't live like them, but it must be amazing. That you can say one thing and do another. You can say how transparent you are and that and then not be transparent in the slightest. McCarthy, quote, found common ground, you know, very nice about it all. On the other hand, and the other side, they want to cut your throat and watch you bleed out and blame you for the edge of their knife. You dull, you, you made their knife dull. When they punch you in the face, they charge you for their broken hand. I mean, we, we are just, we are living in, and I know it. You know, I know some of this stuff comes off like it's an opinion talk show host. This is fact. It only sounds like it's opinion. It is fact. What is going on right now in this country is disgusting and disgraceful. To which, in bizarro world, you have Hunter Biden. He's crying foul about the laptop. And you can tell. You can tell that the worm is about to turn or the worm is turning or the worm has turned, however far you want to go with this, because we didn't hear anything from Hunter's attorneys because they never had to say anything. They were being totally protected. Oh, you need a million dollars back taxes? No problem. We've got this wonderful friend here. You know, tell him how much the checks for he'll write the check. What about that? What do you do about accountability for that? What are the tax obligations for a million plus dollar check to pay previous back taxes? Do you like serve a notice right away? Well, all right, well, this this will settle that. But here's the tax bill now on this money. Oh, no, no, that's a loan. You want to bet it's a loan that never has to be paid back? It's a loan. These corrupt criminals that have so much power right now. Back in just a little bit, don't go away. That's I feel like calisthenics were just taken care of. We've got much more, including open forum next hour, John Zarek at eight. And unfortunately, the topic is very sobering and you never want it. Believe me, you never want this heart failure. 
with Deborah Hart and Lung Center's Dr. Capreet Barn. That's coming up. Then we'll have some fun in the uh, second half of the 9 o'clock hour. lot to do. Let's get to it. You know, we're a universe of one. No one does what we do. That's why four hours and six minutes is never enough. But we'll, we'll make do and we'll make it count. Fox News commentary. President Average Joe poses in an electric vehicle most Americans can't afford to tout a tax credit program the vehicle doesn't even qualify for. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. It's Jesse Kelly here. I can't afford to lose 30% of my 401k or IRA again, and I'm assuming you can't either. Call Oxford Gold. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver is a portfolio protection plan, and Oxford Gold has made it easy as one, two, three. One app, one call, and you pick your precious metals. That's it. You now own precious metals. Call Oxford Gold today to learn more about the one, two, three protection plan. 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD. Leave it to average man President Joe to tweet out a message that is not only completely tone deaf, but also factually incorrect. This week, Joe tweeted out a photo of himself in the new Hummer EV touting the tax credit program for electric vehicles. Problem is, not only is the car completely unaffordable for most Americans, with a price tag between eighty-seven and 110000 it does not qualify for the tax credit Joe is touting. That threshold is capped at vehicles with a suggested retail price of $80,000 or less. It's also worth noting that's far more than the median American salary for those who still choose to work about 56000 per year. Leave it to Joe to push the green agenda and yet another worthless virtue signal. You can't save the planet when you can't even afford the car, Joe. And I'm also concerned Joe is not only driving, but driving without his trusty mask, the horror. I'm Tommy Laren, and you can watch my show, Tommy Laren is Fearless at OutKick.com. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 25 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. Uh, as I was saying the things about McCarthy being civilized and, you know, being a statesman and all that wasn't to be critical. Uh, I appreciate that kind of of. Um, carrying yourself the the proper and dignified way. It's just that the other side does not. They're animals. I mean, you, you do you do you watch any of these hearings? I don't. But I do monitor them. You've got these people like that that fat bag of crap Nadler and and uh, Shifty Schiff. I mean, they, they open up by calling Republicans racists. I mean, they're unbelievable, truly unbelievable what they say. But McCarthy did say the common ground, you know, is there and that they can make a deal. And this will be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I also was pleased to learn, because you have to do this, we have to get to the truth of all of this. Congressman Comer has said that the Oversight Committee will investigate Hunter Biden's art dealings. You just can't let that go. This, this, this no talent can't, can't be allowed to just spit ink out of a straw and sell it for $500,000. And the White House then say, we believe the most transparent thing we can do is not tell you who the buyers are. They actually said that. I heard it. I mean, they have turned lying into a form that we've never seen before. Literally every single thing that they say, the exact opposite is true. They say how cooperative and transparent they've been about all this kind of stuff when the exact opposite is true. 
They answer no questions. I think you're seeing even the Democrat media has grown weary of this and they're starting to press. So that's good. And here's another good thing. Let me get this in before the bottom of the hour. This is another good thing. The flatulence uh, Swalwell being kicked off of the Intelligence Committee because obviously he was betting with a with a Chinese spy. You don't get to be on that committee. I'm sorry. That doesn't make Republicans racist for knocking out a white guy off of a committee because he's been hanging around in the bedroom with a Chinese spy named Fang Fang. And then you have Schiff, a congenital liar about too many things to even begin to count. And now today, one of the most reprehensible members to ever be elected to the People's House, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar of Minnesota, will be the subject of a House vote today on a resolution to remove her from the House Foreign Affairs Committee, to which I say to Omar, bye-bye. If you've not made it your business to see the incredible anti-Semitic things that this woman has said. So, bye-bye. You're not on foreign affairs anymore. And you all can go to the CNN and MSNBC and MSDNC and all of, all these wonderful Democrat outlets and and cry that you're being retaliated against. No, I don't think so at all. Let me share with you an opportunity. If you haven't done it yet, go to the app, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Go to the app. We're partnering with Manhattan Bagel. You have an opportunity to win a Super Bowl party for 10 people. Sandwich tray and chips and cookies and, and more. A really nice party for 10 people. And all you have to do to have a chance to win is go to the app, WPG Talk Radio, 95.5. We'll be back. It's approaching 30 minutes past the hour. So you know what we do. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. We've written a story about Punxsutawney Phil. We don't know yet if he's seen a shadow or not we'll update the story when we get that information from the weather forecaster phil we have a i think a very good article about senator vince palestina i hope you'll read it and it's hard to do nearly impossible to do because there are so many great ones our 10 best atlantic city casino restaurants check it out on the app from the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. A seasonable chill in the air today. I'd recommend a layered approach to your outfit. Teens and 20s this morning and a high of 41 this afternoon, par for the course for early February. We'll see periods of sun and clouds, maybe a stray snow shower at some point. Brisk wind kicks up tonight. We turn colder, 28 by sunrise, 22 by sunset tomorrow. A blustery day. It will be mostly sunny and dry. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today milk early in the morning wpg talk radio 95.5 and on the wpg talk radio app
Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. 35 minutes past the hour. I commented on Hunter Biden, but I, I do want to um, to go a bit further. He has an attorney, uh, pretty famous. Haven't heard from, about him much in recent years, but a number of years ago, this guy was in the news all the time. I'm thinking maybe during the time of the Clinton administration, Abby Lowell. Abby Lowell is the attorney for Hunter Biden. And he said, quote, this is regarding the uh, laptop probe, quote, this failed, dirty political trick directly resulted in the exposure, exploitation and manipulation of Mr. Biden's private and personal information, quote, unquote. See, the, the Biden's always have a spin. They're the dirty ones, but they they accuse you of having dirty hands. But there is a revelation, though. New York Post has it in a big headline for the first time ever. Think about that. After all these years, this is years. This is a year before the 2020 election, three years ago. This has been out there for the first time. Hunter Biden has acknowledged that the laptop is his and that it it is it is all his doing. And the reason he's acknowledging that is because the truth is about to become self-evident. He's going to be under oath. This whole truth that was called a lie is going to be it's all going to be recast and reset. And he's just getting ahead of the story. You can't deny can't deny your own videos and you know all these documents and and all of it of course the democrat media to get trump out of office did with lies but i think that's a pretty interesting revelation that hunter biden has admitted that the laptop is his the house yesterday passed a bill this is one of those um interesting things two different votes i found interesting You had the vote to end telework, remote work for federal employees, and a couple of Democrats came came on board. It was 221 to 206 to pass. I love these names. I've been begging for names like this on the Republican side. Stopping Home Office Works Unproductive Problems Act. (laughs) I just like I, I know it. It's like, what did he say? I just I love it. I love it. And I wish I had the other one in front of me. Pelosi, which is fantastic. And it's it's an acronym Pelosi for people that use inside trader information to uh, to make investments. I just I just love this stuff. It's otherwise known as the, quote, show up act. And the the premise is the federal workforce needs to get back to work. You know, you can work from home and you can be very productive or you could work from home and be a bum. And I'm going to say sight unseen. Many of these are bums. Just collecting a paycheck, barely doing anything. And then you wonder why you can't reach inspectors and all these different things. Look, the pandemic is over. 
No coronavirus has ever been cured. So it's going to be around and people are going to get it. But we don't stop the presses for the flu or the common cold or strep throat or anything else. So come back to work. The party's over. I mean, imagine in some cases they they protest and they don't want to come back. Then fire them. We're not coming back. Okay, bye bye. Do what Reagan did. Goodbye, air traffic controllers. Bye bye. Replace them. Or, in fact, don't replace them in many cases. Congressman Comer said, quote, the federal workforce needs to get back to work. And he's calling this an urgent matter, and it is. They're not doing their jobs. They're failing the American people. If you're not in the workplace, you're hurting the government's ability to get things done, to deliver important programs and things like that. And you got to go to work. I worked every day during the pandemic. When we didn't even know how bad it was, I came in here every day. I had a job to do. And I will, I will, I will tell you, uh, Town Square Media was incredible. They offered me all the equipment in my home and told me that if you don't feel safe, uh, you can work from home. I said, I'm coming in. I, I trusted there were a handful of us. Uh, and we just trusted each other that we were going to be responsible. We had to be responsible after we left because, you you know, you could bring this right in. And if, if I remember correctly, it was Mike Rubel, uh, Jennifer Doughton-Smith, Joe Kelly, Eddie Davis, me, Heather DeLuca, Mike Gill. I mean, there were very few others. We uh, We just came in every day. We never stopped. Even when it was like, oh, we don't know how long the, the coronavirus, COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2, how long it lives on Formica, on glass, on plastic, on stainless steel and all these different things. This place was bioblasted. It was cleaned every day. I felt I felt very safe. Nobody else used this studio other than me. But you got these people that don't they don't want to work. They want an excuse, and this and and I hate to say it, but it's a Democrat philosophy. Because I know that sounds partisan, but they don't want to go to work, just like teachers, through their unions. They want to keep this stuff going. I mean, they destroyed children's lives for two, three years. Horrible what they did. It should be criminal what they did. But come on, February of 2023, and you're still working from home? And I repeat, great employees, good employees, you could work from anywhere. If it works within your, sometimes you're in a vocation where you need to be in the space. But if you're a salesperson, for example, other than it's always good to meet with the team and you know, there is something to be said. Uh, Zoom is not the same as being in a conference room and meeting with everyone. You know, I'm a I'm a big fan of of getting back together. 
but a good employee can can get the job done remotely. But a bad employee uses it as an opportunity to really not work at all. You can imagine why they don't want to go to work. What a gravy train ride this has been for two and three years. Working or not working in your pajamas. Time to go to work. Elections have consequences. Now, of course, I don't think the Senate will take it up and the president wouldn't sign it anyhow. So but the the idea is I just want the House to keep voting on things, passing things that the American people want. And by the time we get to 2024, people can say, look, we tried. Here's our list. We passed all these things. And the Democrats don't want anything to do with it. So we got to get rid of them. And you make the election about their failure and what is possible by making change. I mean, think about it. Look at the change of the past two years. It's all been bad. Elections have big time consequences. So I like that move to end the COVID era telework for federal employees, because I can imagine no disrespect, because I know there are really hardworking, great ones, but there are a lot of bums and slackers. And boy, have they been taking advantage of the American taxpayer. We'll be back. This is Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, let me not forget, uh, the Fed did what Chuck Malamut said they were going to do, and that is that they opted for a smaller rate hike increase of 25 basis points, which I think is a good thing. I think this means that uh, they're recognizing that inflation is improving, but that it is still uh, quite high. And so they're not ready to stop with the rate increases, but they're not, they don't appear to be uh, of the mindset to continue them in that 50 basis points and above range. So that's, I think that's pretty positive uh, going forward. But of course, even adding 25 basis points or a quarter of a point, it's going to continue to raise interest rates. So the um, what they call the benchmark interest rate now goes from 4.5 to 4.75. It was anticipated by investors, all the different bankers flagged it in advance because they knew it was coming. And it was exactly as expected. So it didn't really, it didn't, it didn't bother things at all. Now, if it had been higher, uh, then that would have been a different story. But they are saying and basically promising more rate hikes to come. And that sort of pushes back on any notion that this tightening cycle is over uh, because it's not. They're, going, they're, they're, they're basically, the statement did not indicate that any future rate increases would be 
in the quarter percentage point increments. So that also, you know, leaves uncertainty. But they dropped a reference to the, quote, pace of future increases and instead referred to, quote, the extent of rate changes. And that's not for you and I, that language. That language is how they telegraph to markets and to people in the industry what they can expect. They have a target and it's aggressive and it's where we used to be before Joe Biden. The Fed hopes that by continuing to nudge at inflation that that they can lower it to the 2% target. And then the, the, the tricky part is, I mean, they could absolutely decimate us and crush us and trigger a deep recession and bring and bring uh, inflation down. That would be horrific. Horrifically bad. So what they're trying to do is get to 2% without a painful deep recession or causing a precipitous rise in unemployment. It's hard to believe that the unemployment rate is 3.5%. I don't know. I, I guess it's decades. I don't know the last time that the unemployment rate has been 3.5%. And you know, if you've been listening to me, I question these numbers. I think we have a completely criminal, dishonest administration. And they they just have such cooperation from all these deep swamp factions of the government that Trump had working against him every day. I don't think people realize the degree to which Trump had this swamp, this deep state working against him. It was it was terrible. Dateline, Missouri, the attorney general, Andrew Bailey, once a great pitcher. It's a different Andrew Bailey. Uh, yesterday said that his office ex- is exploring, quote, all legal options. We told you about this story last week. A middle school took their students to a drag show without parental consent. The attorney general, Andrew Bailey, calls this incident, quote, a huge problem. If I remember correctly, it wasn't just a drag show. They were doing like pole dancing and stuff. And forgive me if that's two separate incidents. uh, It could be. But I'm either conflating those or they are directly involved with one another or they are two separate issues. But both, I promise you, did happen, whether it was within one event or two different events. Quote, state statute in Missouri governs how human sexuality is to be taught by educators and it doesn't authorize drag shows. There's also a parental notification requirement. So the school district undermined the statutes by taking kids to the drag show without notifying the parents. A group of Columbia middle school students in Missouri last week saw a drag performance during a field trip to the 2023 Columbia Values Diversity Celebration event. The event, according to its own website, says 
quote, typically features a breakfast, award celebration, artistic celebrations, and keynote addresses. The celebration is coordinated by the city's Office of Cultural Affairs and enjoys the support of many community volunteers and sponsors. That's from the city's website. One parent posted a photo of of a school permission slip for the event, which noted that there would be songs, performances, and a food item. Quote, unquote, there was no mention of a drag show. Columbia Superintendent Brian Yearwood, in a letter, we have a copy of it if you want it, to Governor Michael Parsons said that there was, quote, an unfortunate amount of misinformation, end quote, being shared outside of the community regarding the event and that he, quote, cannot expect to have complete information in advance about what will occur out at outside events, end quote. It's um, possible, and I would think it would be appropriate, that school officials could be fired over this. That's straight from Andrew Bailey, the Attorney General of Missouri. Quote, the school's response is really telling because the superintendent says, look, the school officials didn't know that the drag show was part of the event and also that the drag show is not harmful for kids. And it can't be both. If it's not harmful, why would they need to know about it? What this is, he continued, quote, is evidence of a woke left-wing ideology. And that's why we're going to stand up and fight back because we're going to make sure that our schools are about education, not indoctrination, and that parents have a say in that process. Now, again, under the heading, elections have consequences. If Missouri had a Democratic governor, this, this would just go on. It would be sanctioned. Look at look at the examples we can draw from. If Terry McAuffle had won in Virginia, and he would have, but instead you have Yunkin, this is the kind of stuff that can happen. Let me close the hour, and we're going to take your phone calls. I hope you'll, um, and you are. I just peeked at the switchboard. The phone lines are burning. We're going to take your calls right after the break, I promise, all hour long. And I don't know about you, but it's been a fast week. It's already Thursday. Let me end on this one. The Biden administration, you're going to think that, I mean, you're seeing or hearing a mirage. The Biden administration appears, I have to be sketchy about it because I don't trust them, but they appear to have given the green light to an Alaska oil drilling project. And you know, it must be the right thing to do because you have the typical liberal groups, the nuts, going crazy over this. But the Interior Department's Bureau of Land Management has released details of the decision to move forward with an $8 billion Willow project by crude oil producer ConocoPhillips on three drilling sites. Now, this is not where they should be doing it. It's a least intensive version 
of a drilling project that that should be done in Alaska. But this is shocking. And you can tell if this is two years ago, no way, no how. But Biden wants to run for reelection. So once again, they'll say and do some of the right things in order to trick you to get four more years. Don't be fooled. Atlantic City, WENJHD3, Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. It's seven minutes past the hour. Wide open forum all this hour, 609. 407-1450 407-1450 phone lines are open. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Caller, can I help you? Let me put you back on hold. Give it one more shot. Caller, are you there? Well, I'm hearing nothing. Dead silence. 609-407-1450 an open phone line. Welcome to the program. You're on the air. Mr. Mr. Harley, good morning. Good morning. Right now we're going through global warming. As the ice gets thicker, it's still global warming. Mr. Curry will make sure he tells us that. Yeah, well, they they actually say climate change now because they, they have you coming and going. It used to be global warming. Now it's just climate change. If it's hot... It's climate change. If it's cold, it's climate change. It's really quite clever because they just say it uh, and they promote their junk science and they get rich uh, while scamming everybody else. Right. It's called insanity. Yeah, it's bad. January, it opened crazy. It's going to close crazy. We are now participating in insanity. We're fixing things that are not broke. Yeah. Who would think they'd run that in a, a gas stove? I mean, it's it's incredible. Well, it it, it really is uh, because you literally have now in California, and I think they're doing it elsewhere, that any new home, any new apartment building, any new structure at all cannot have a gas stove. How do you, how do you how do they how do they get away with this stuff? <laughs> Because we let them. Well, I don't let them. You don't let them. That's right. It's just like I will never own an electric car. I will tell that to anyone that wants to hear it. I will never own an electric car. See, it's a shame what they've done with that because the technology is great. I've never owned one, but I've been in several. And if you want to have that, I like the idea that it's an option but when they try to drive everyone, I guess pun intended, to only – I mean this is Biden's plan that there will only be electric cars. They, they know this. I'm going to tell you something that I know for sure they know. They know this country cannot handle this. We are not ready for this. The electrical grid cannot handle it. The electrical grid can't handle what we have right now. 
This is just more junk that they push. It's not something that's actually doable or practical. Well, if we let them continue with it, it's our fault as far as I'm concerned. Well, I don't really think we are. I think they are cheating with the ballot harvesting in these elections uh, because the American people don't want this. Seventy-five percent of the American people say we're on the wrong track. That's incredible uh, unity consensus. But they win these national elections, I believe, and certain key states' elections because of this ballot harvesting. Like, I think Carrie Lake won in Arizona and not Katie Hobbs. And I think there are other examples just like that. Uh, but they're, they've got the system right now gamed, and we better get in the game or they're going to keep winning. We're changed the game because they will ex- they will continue to expand the election time. Well, I, I listen. I love. It's not even just that it's expanded. I don't like that. My position is there should be one election day, and you should go vote at the polls, unless you're extremely sick or extremely away from the area. I'm teasing on that, but if you're away, you do an absentee ballot. But this ballot harvesting and and the. Um, the way they do the vote by mail and all this stuff that's going on. I mean, they're winning because of the process. They're not winning because of their ideas. It, and look, I, I dropped the gauntlet. I, I set off signal flares and said, look, George Soros, they're winning these boards of election seats and secretary of state. Katie Hobbs was able to be the secretary of state while she ran for governor and did not recuse herself. We should be buying tickets to Mars for some of these people ah. for a free ride, <laughs> a one-way ticket. I knew you were going to say it. I was waiting for the one-way ticket. Have a great day. It's good to talk to you. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning. Can you hear me now? I can. Awesome. Yeah, it was complete utter silence before. Go right ahead. Yeah, this phone's weird. That's um, okay. There's a term that was applied. There's a term that's applied to people that remain loyal to the British crown. It's called Tory. Now, it's not just a person that was a, a loyalist, but actually, from a communist point of view, they were scum of the earth. Now, people that are dregs in society don't really have much uh, influence. They really can't uh, do anything harmful. Really, not necessarily. They can get in some trouble, get drunk, get thrown in the jail cell for a couple nights for drunk and disorderly. But anyway, actually, what's unique about Tory is. Uh, there are people with a low moral standing, but they had political clout. That's what was that. That's what made the Tory dangerous. So while the Tories were toasting each other in the pubs in Philly, George Washington and his Continental Army were freezing to death and starving to death out in Valley Forge. The reason why I'm bringing that up is because people think that uh, George Washington was no more than a nominal Christian, and uh, he was a proud man. And when it was, there was a call for a communion in his Episcopal church that he belonged to. Everybody had to bow their knee and, and receive the wafer and the drink and for communion. But he would walk out. He wouldn't do it. So they're saying it's doubtful that George Washington was on bended knee begging God for help in, his des- in that desperate hour of need. But I don't think so because these are people that were actually wounded, actually. There was actually blood in the snow. They wanted to track them. They could track, they could track them just by the blood in the snow. So it was actually a very difficult situation. That's an understatement of what the George Washington was under in, in that time period. 
And the thing is, is that uh, there's a spiritual dimension to everything, man. I bring it up all the time, but there is a spiritual dimension to everything. And, yeah, I believe George Washington was earnestly begging God, well, I'm going to fix here, Lord, help us, please. I really believe that. And uh, the thing is, what was successful about the French Revolution is they did a successful smear campaign against King Louis XVI and his wife, Marie Antoinette. Now, yeah, she was a snob, and he had, and now French food, he, had, he was a king that had the best chefs in the country that could cook a meal for him. And French food, when it's cooked properly, man, it's some, some damn good food. So I imagine he did have a penchant for French food, but they made him out to be a glutton that didn't care about his, his countrymen. And also what they would do back in the olden days, and they probably still do it now, especially in Western Europe, they would, uh, they would exchange expensive gifts between lovers. And when they would, that the uh, uh, Parisian Jackmans would actually have uh, expensive cologne shipped to men that were known to have a way with women, signed Marie Antoinette, and that's silly. And then they would also have uh, brooches and different necklaces that mount to her from their lovers. But it was all set up by the Parisian Jackmans, and they did a successful smear campaign to turn the French populace against the, against the king and queen of uh, France. And the thing is, is that... Uh, it was um, John Quincy Adams who actually told George Washington that the Parisian Jackmans are now in America pulling that same bullcrap that they did in France they're doing here and now. And starting with the New England Lodges, he says, you're, you're a Southerner, you're from the South, and the, you expect to see the same thing go on in the uh, Scottish Rite uh, Lodges of, of Freemasonry in the South. What's going on here is going to be happening soon to you. And George Washington yeah, it was, it was convinced that that was going on. So they, there's people that work from behind the scenes, and they are working to our demise. And it's been here for a long time. It's not just out of the new. It's not just. There's nothing new under the sun, like uh, King Solomon said. There's nothing new under the sun. These things have been plotted long ago, and they're coming out to the and they're coming out in the open now. But I'm gonna tell you what, though, the people that uh, that actually uh, instigated from behind the scenes that had you know. Uh, big piles of bricks with no construction sites nearby, right near storefront windows, when the uh, Antifa and BLM were rioting and protesting, so-called protesting, burning cities to the ground. Minneapolis became a became a lucky to a war zone. Um, and also they did millions of dollars worth of damage in Minneapolis and also millions of dollars worth of damage in uh, Portland, Oregon. All over they were doing all that. But when those, those powers that be, those socialist totalitarian uh, Marxists, and that's what they are, when they come, when their power becomes what goes from covert to overt, they're not going to be tolerating the, the likes of Antifa and BLM. You can be assured of that. Flash, I've got to run. Good stuff. Uh, I learned from you that I shouldn't be surprised uh, that Freaky Deaky was going on back then. And you can only imagine when people had such absolute power that clearly corrupted absolutely, how much gluttony there had to have been going on debauchery i mean you probably can't even imagine how filthy in so many ways that i don't even want to get graphic about it must have been when we come back you are next on the hurry in the morning program that's a very good thing sean hannity is up i am respectfully yours Early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, reminding you that WPG Talk Radio 95.5 is partnering with Manhattan Bagel. You have an opportunity just by going to our app and joining the contest, entering the contest to win a party for 10, your own Super Bowl party for 10, courtesy of Manhattan Bagel. Sandwiches and chips and cookies and more. 
your Super Bowl party of 10 awaiting your opportunity to enter the contest on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app on South Jersey's number one because of you. The number one news talk radio station in South Jersey is because of you and you've done it again and again and again. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Why wasn't the same accommodation and the same courtesy afforded to Donald Trump and why the sirens are blaring and, and, and why the guns were drawn and why everybody was kicked out of the house at Mar-a-Lago? And then they were asking for the security cameras to even be turned off. Thank God they never turned them off. Anyway, the same thing, frankly, goes for Hunter Biden's Malibu Beach House. I have no doubt the FBI has to eventually get around to searching every one of Hunter Biden's crash pads. Not until Biden's plumbers have had a chance to maybe extract any problematic documents. Now, why do I feel confident in predicting that Biden would do this? Because it's simple. Joe Biden has fundamentally shown himself to be a completely dishonest man. Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. Hey, this year you can finally get started on that home makeover that you deserve. Now you can upgrade to sleek new window coverings thanks to our friends at Blinds.com. Right now, save up to 40% off site-wide on premium custom window treatments. And if you need help in your selection, well, talk to a Blinds.com professional design expert. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 40% off site-wide, up to 40% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. Breaking news, Punxsutawney Phil is about to make his prediction. There's two scrolls, and he speaks what's called Groundhog Ease. So, oh my gosh, I'm watching Phil right now. we got to see which scroll he's going to go to. Will there be six? Oh, here we go. Will there be, I'm going to hold the calls just for a moment. Will there be six more weeks of winter? Hold on. Let's see if I can get some audio going in here. (laughs) Courtesy of my pals at Fox and Friends. Hear ye, hear ye. Now on this February 2nd, Punxsutawney Phil, the seer of seers, was awakened from his wintry nap at dawn on Gobbler's Knob. Phil looked to the skies and then, speaking in groundhoggies, directed See? this President Dunkel to the proper scroll, which reads, I see the morning has brought the finest people. I see their bravery and spirit. The time has come, I can feel it. The excitement, I can hear it. I see the folks with gray in their hair, and I see the kids all young and scrawny. 
<laughs> their eyes and cheeks aglow from the cold, clean air of sweet Punxsutawney. I see that everyone knows their part, and I am merely the sage. But above all else, I see a shadow on my stage. And so, no matter how you measure, it's six more weeks of winter weather. Oh, my gosh. It, I'll tell you, Phil never seems to fail. I mean, although I'm telling you, if you go to the article that I wrote, you're going to see how often Phil does actually fail. But it always seems like it's six more weeks of winter, which uh, the folks there in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, seem to want it. So there it is. You heard it in real time. Breaking news. Punxsutawney Phil saw his shadow and Phil has predicted six more weeks. Uh, My friend's writing me. I'm writing back. Covering it live. Come on. Proving you're not listening. Although they could be on the app and they don't know that we're doing it because that does have a little bit of uh, latency to it. All right, let's get in one call before the break. Uh, I did let the next caller know after this caller who you are. So hang in there. We'll get to you as quick as we can. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, boss. How are you? Good. Fantastic. Now, I was listening to your opening, and you know that you and I are very much like-minded people, okay? I, I agree with you like 99.99% of the time. Uh, but when you brought up that ConocoPhillips uh, in Alaska that Biden wants to do now, right? Yeah. That's, that's purely political. I, I mean, look, you, I guarantee you this. I guarantee you this. He'll, he'll approve them to start, you know, first of all, it takes six to nine months to do the survey for that, okay? And another six to nine months to do the print. It's not easy to build these oil rigs, okay, with the topography that they're going to be working with there. So that's, we're in a year and a half, say. How much you want to bet they're just doing this to, to, for election time in 2024. Well, that, I mean, I won't bet anything because that's what I said in my monologue. This is only political. This is because uh, I was very clear about this. I said that if this was two years ago, this would not be happening. But this is him running for reelection and he wants to make it look like he's energy friendly and that we have an energy problem and that he's dealing with it. So he has approved something. He'll be able to say that, you know, many of his supporters don't don't agree with because they're all coming out and criticizing it. It's the least intensive of anything in Alaska that could possibly be done. It's not the optimal project at all. Uh, So I I agree with myself and I agree with you. Well, yeah. So you're looking at a year and a half before one girder goes in the ground. And I would be willing to bet that, God forbid, it looks like the Democrats are going to win again. I guarantee all of a sudden, hey, you failed to apply for this permit for this thing. You you failed an inspection here. Shut the project down if they do get office again. Okay, that's what will happen. Yeah, you failed this. You failed that. You didn't apply for the permits properly. Oh, yeah, they'll they'll torture them. Yeah. So heavily regulated, Harry. That's the thing. They might say it, but if it actually gets done, I'll believe it when I see it. Okay? Agreed. 
but he get. But here's the thing, though. Everything about this administration is a lie. So they get to say it. It doesn't matter that they don't do it. They get to say it. Right. It's purely political, pal. Yeah. Purely political. Yes, it is. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. All right. Our next caller will be you. Don't go away. You're going to be next right after this. It's 30 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. It is exactly 30 minutes past the hour. Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Punxsutawney Phil just saw his shadow. Six more weeks of winter. Punxsutawney Phil, according to Tom Cantone, and my article is right 40% of the time. Senator Vince Palestina, we cover him. Check it out. And the 10 best Atlantic City casino restaurants as we see it. That and more on your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. A friendly reminder that no matter what that weather rodent Punxsutawney Phil has to say, there are still 46 days to go until spring. Plenty of time for cold winter weather to strike. We've got an Arctic blast arriving within 24 hours. Here's how things will play out. We'll do fine today. Sun and clouds 41, maybe a flurry flying around. Brisk wind kicks up tonight, 28 by sunrise, 22 by sunset tomorrow. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Parents. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me today at 3, but now back to Hurley in the morning right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you, Sean. I just saw a stat that just, I think, is a case study to where this country is right now, 35% of adult children rely on their parents to pay their rent. 35%. My goodness, that, that's, uh, that's an epidemic. Uh, incidentally, I'm hoping, I'm not exactly sure what time they're in the car. I know it's sometime during the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, text me if, if I hit the bullseye. It would have to be a passenger, not the driver. Uh, John Baker... Noah Hurley Baker, Kristen Hurley Baker, because uh, your loving father and father-in-law and grandfather is requesting that all three of you watch Groundhog Day today. It's a tradition. I know, John, it's a tradition with him, too, but it's a a tradition I do every year on Groundhog Day. I watch Groundhog Day. Join me and, and create these great traditions in your life. Rick, you're going to be on deck. Don't go away. And you are on the air right now. Go right ahead. I'm kind of embarrassed because the old saying, you know, my son, my son, till he finds a wife, my daughter, my daughter, for the rest of my life. I hit my dad up for money till age 59, and then he died. So um, I don't know. I, you have two daughters. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but anyway, Harry, um, wouldn't it be, I'm going to say this kind of tongue-in-cheek, wouldn't this be delicious to find out that, the reason Joe Biden wanted to hire 87 new IRS agents was to go after the illegal aliens and their illegal income. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that, like you'd say, wow, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. This guy's really doing a good job. But, you know, uh, but it's okay to, you know, strip us down naked. And, uh, you know, we even had to report, uh, most firemen get like a dollar a call. And we had to report that, right, on paper. But um, 
I want you brought up Elon Omar yesterday, and the man that called in and, and brought up Nazis, and you said you're losing the battle. But I, I'm gonna like I want to talk about that because, especially the the living quarters under Hitler's rule for Jews throughout the Germany uh, and throughout Europe, and their concentration camps. So I don't uh, even though there were no cell phones, I don't think they they would have got one uh, back then, or you know, uh, a, a hotel room at. $700 a night or spending money. So I was watching the demands of the illegal aliens yesterday. Um, I think they're single men and, and what they're not going to put up with. Tell them they're holding us hostage. <laughs> they're holding us hostage saying, okay, we're, 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 uh, we're not animals. We're human beings. And did you see some of those living quarters? Uh, television, telephones, air conditioning, heat, free meals, everything they want. and uh, Cell phones. You know, I try. EBT debit cards. I'm sorry. Keep going. Yeah. As a flight attendant, I used to always pick the um, Mexican line because we could go down there and buy booze really cheap. So I got to see, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the nice sides of Mexico and the insides. And what they live in are those corrugated uh, Quonset hut metal. Um, and there was this one lady waiting for a bus and she was eating the strings out of her burlap sack, she called a dress. And uh, I got on a bus, and there were like a hundred people in a twenty-five seat bus. So uh, when I listened to them complain, I'm wondering, did they get social security numbers? How are we going to make an income off these people? And by the way, instead of buying a new house under Joe Biden's rule, what he suggested, we're going to buy a Hummer and live in it. That way, you know, it's a hundred thousand dollars, and uh, it's electric, and that's about you know everyone could afford a hundred thousand dollar vehicle, yeah. can't they? Yeah, and then sure. we're going to tax write off. So we can drive around and we can call you and, you know, let us know what the status of our living is like. So uh, just keep that and, you know, but I, I wonder, if are they still going to hire those 87 IRS agents? Okay. And let's see what happens. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you, Andrea. Bye -bye. You just reminded me of a story that um, I was personal witness to at about age 17. This conversation is going on and... This guy's talking about how his house is a wreck, but look at my car. And the car was very beautiful. And the, the whole conclusion was like, hey, well, you know, what's up with that? I mean, you know, like a, a dilapidated house, but like a really, really nice car. And his response to that was, I just was a listener. I didn't have anything to say about it at all. But I obviously remember it like almost 50 years later. Uh, the response, and this is verbatim, I never forgot it. I can't drive my house, but I can live in my car. Go figure that out during the break. I can't drive my house, but I can live in my car. That's exactly how it was said. 40 minutes past the hour, management decision. I'm going to go to the break now because that lets me have a nice, long conversation with Rick Santoro coming up. Right after the break, this portion of Hurley in the Morning brought to us in part by Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals. Now, I've been telling you, they have an industry-leading program that I've never heard of a deal this good before. And Margie and I, and I want to still say our system's brand new, but it's not. But it's still beautiful. Uh, oh, my gosh, it was just such a great install. And we went from a very inefficient, older, you know, builder-grade setup from when the house was built to this state-of-the-art, really efficient, direct-vented, not the terracotta with the um, 
cinder block chase that leaks like a sieve and is probably in the 70 percentile in efficiency to something that's like 99 point something efficient. Game-changing stuff. You can get the same thing right now and you will pay less than $100 a month. That's right. Replace both your heating and your air conditioning systems for one absolutely affordable price of less than $100 a month. Heating costs are higher than ever. Your systems are aging. So is mine. I mean, I I don't need this right now, but I almost wish I did. This deal is incredible. Your system becomes less efficient and costs more over time to operate. And, of course, making repairs more expensive as well. You can have a brand new system right now, both your heat and your air conditioning. By contacting my friends at Ambient Comfort, save money and energy with a new high-efficiency home comfort system. That's your furnace and your air conditioner installed for less than $100 a month. When comfort matters, visit AmbientComfortNJ.com. Certain restrictions apply. Call for details, 609-568-0955. There's a dedicated early in the morning phone line. But still tell them I sent you, please. 609-568-0955. Rick, you're next right after this. If you love South Jersey's talk station, then the WPG Talk Radio app is a must-have on your phone. Listen to all your favorite talk shows around the clock and instantly call them with just the tap of your finger. Text the WPG Talk Radio studio. Send us your pictures and videos of breaking news and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app, a free download from South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Thank you. 47 minutes past the hour. Rick, your mic is on. Just give me a second. A listener uh, wrote me, and I saw it during the break. Uh, I let everybody in on the fact that I ordered a Jalen Hurts Eagles jersey, the nice green that they're going to be wearing actually in the Super Bowl. Fantastic jersey. You know, the real NFL one, the stitching and the whole bit. Not some cheapo iron-on, you know, uh, paper mache job. So, uh, of course, because everything like this in my life is complicated, uh, everything seemed to be fantastic. I bought it from DickSportingGoods.com. Uh, FedEx and Dick's writing me. It's on time. It's going to get there. Everything's great until it's not. My package disappeared seemingly forever. I think someone stole it. Not from my home. It never got there. So to make a long story short, I got a case file opened. I don't expect any result from it. I hedged my bet. I canceled the order with Dick Sporting Goods, and I told them if it arrives, I'll either send it back or I'll pay for it. Uh, but yesterday on eBay, because you cannot get – I challenge anyone. You cannot get this jersey in any size other than triple XL. And if you know me, that's not going to work. Or 4XL. You can't get small, medium, large, extra large, or a double XL even. And a lot of people, if you wear an XL, you get a double XL on a football shirt because you might want to wear like a turtleneck under it, you know, and and look like Tom Brady. And uh, so anyhow, it's promised to be here by Monday. Uh, It's somebody that has 100% positive feedback. 
with thousands of transactions. So fingers crossed. I'll keep you posted. Rick Santoro, welcome to Hurley in the Morning. Good morning. Good morning, Harry and listeners. Um, thank you for being so excited when I call in, Harry. I'm, I'm just a guy. But I do have a comment, you know, this a comment about this disgusting uh, situation in Memphis and the, the state of uh, policing. We in New Jersey, here in Atlantic County, here in Atlantic City, we need to be celebrating the great police work that's being done here. And the fact that our uh, police department uh, under Chief uh, Sarkos has made incredible strides in the professionalism of how the police department operates and uh, the reduction of um, internal affairs complaints and, um, and uh, police misconduct. But the problem that we have locally, uh, countywide, statewide, nationally is over the years and even starting before uh, George Floyd, there was this lag in replacing police officers a delay in promoting supervision and municipalities and cities and towns and counties have punted and let departments go woefully understaffed and under supervised. And all that is catching up to us now because now we have, we're in this, this advent of they can't really attract recruits to do the job to begin with, but many of these departments are five, 10, 20 officers down and including they're delaying promoting. So now, and then you, now you have uh, uh, 10, 12, 11 hour shifts officers work. And sometimes there's forced or directed overtime over and above 10, 12 hour shifts. So, Hey, by the way, let me ask you uh, from your uh observation how do you like the new hourly schedule for police officers in atlantic city i think 11 hours is better than 12 yeah i think uh 12 hour shifts uh, i personally think 12 hour shifts is unsafe i agree i didn't like that i agree completely yep and how many guys drive and then they have court appearances opposite yeah. their 12-hour shifts, yeah. training. Uh, yep, yep. It's too stressful of a profession. I know it's tempting because 12, you know, it divides nicely, 24 divided by 12, two shifts and this kind of thing. Uh, I'm not fuddy-duddy. It doesn't have to be Alpha Bravo. Charlie, it doesn't have to be eight-hour shifts, you know, with the uh, 8 to 4, 4 to 12, 12 to 8. Uh, I can live with 10 I think 11 is even too long. Obviously, 11 is better than 12. I think 12 is ridiculous. Yeah, think about it. The most critical professions that have those kind of shifts. How about nurses and the medical community? Yep. It's the same thing. And how many are driving? Well, as you know, some of them have 24-hour shifts. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I know that my own productivity personally changes and alters uh, long, long shifts and end with it. There's stress, high-risk calls, things that require uh, critical incident responses. I just don't think it's fair. They're only human, and and they're fallible. But, you know, and also the way that the supervision, the ratios, a lot of the departments try to staff up and try to have adequate numbers of supervision 
with line level, <clears throat> but certain units, uh, these you know so-called jump-out units, tactical units, they may need a higher degree of supervision because of the sudden critical decision-making that's required as opposed to a, a, a more of administrative type divisions or groups that don't need such a high concentration of supervision. Let so me, Rick, let me ask you about Memphis, Tennessee. We don't know enough to form a perfect opinion, but I think we've seen enough to have at least the beginning of an opinion. And my um, my unqualified analysis, you know, I know a little bit, but I don't I don't know enough to be, you know, in your league or my brother's league. But I know a little bit to be able to say that Scorpion unit. I don't know about the other 36 guys. There's uh, evidently they had 10 units of 10 uh, groups of four people in this Scorpion unit. But or five. they're five in a group, I think. But anyhow, uh, that group of five that stands criminally charged right now, that did not resemble police work to me, Rick. I, it just looked like a beatdown. Um, I don't know if anything justified that level of response, especially when it didn't appear like the suspect was a danger, you know, had dangered, endangered the the police um but every city has one form of or another of those type of uh, jump out teams tactical units crime suppression uh, groups whatever you would call them that was just unbelievable the length of brutal force that was used for what for an unarmed guy you know i, I, mean, I even like kicks to the head said yeah i mean you know and and how about how about the arrogance of doing this when they're all body cam? I know, I as know. If that's not even going to you know come out. But look at the standards there. They lowered they lowered and reduced the minimum requirements to be a police officer in Memphis. They, for whatever reason, I don't know where the supervision was. If they were understaffed, if they were on another call, if they weren't attached to that unit, uh, that's an issue. And be reminded how fortunate we are to be in Atlantic County and Atlantic City and New Jersey that has a multitude of accredited departments, has progressive policing. And, that you know, we have serious crime and things happen every day. But our police are way more professional and trustworthy and, you know, capable of making high stress critical decisions, but even them, if they're not supervised and they're so understaffed and have this sense that they're, you know, overworked and, and not supported and not, you know, new ones being hired are not up to the caliber, you could see great advances that were made start to disintegrate. So this is the time to support the police and make sure the police are funded and there's enough of them and push for accreditation and reward these communities that have done great things. This, the police department and external partners in our area, they've done at this point probably 500 community engagement um, actions where they 
go into the community. They, 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 they have barbecues. They, they have sporting events. They walk the neighborhoods. They engage with the people and, and mainly the youth to get the youth to engage with the police in a non-threatening situation. So they're not only seeing the police when they're kicking a door in, they're, they're seeing the police in a positive manner. Yeah. So, you know, it's disgusting what happened in Memphis. I, I, I'm flabbergasted that in, in 2023, something like that can even happen. But they should learn. They should learn the lessons. Some of the lessons that we have right here in our community and in our community, all the business administrators and the mayors and the people that have decision making authority, including the state, should make sure that we allow the departments to backfill immediately when they're short. Yes. We shouldn't waiting for five, six, eight officers down before we... And then, and then retirements. And then, as you know, there's always, if you have 300 people, there's always going to be, I'll just throw a number out there, 10, 20 that are injured, sick, vacation, even more when you throw all those factors in. One of the other things I would note is we have a minted, bona fide Atlanta County prosecutor who is outstanding. He's working very, very well and, and, and actually covering a lot of that territory that you talked about, not just charging people and involved at that level, but also getting involved in what you would call community policing with all the things that they do uh, with, with their outreach. He's working well with Sarkis. Sarkis is now chief not interim officer in charge, that goofy-ass stuff, almost said something else, uh, and not acting chief, and then not chief under probation, but now I think he's beyond all that. So he's minted, he's safe, he can do the job, uh, a lot of things. Uh, and I actually think that it's noteworthy, uh, things seem better than they had been for um, a considerable period of time before recently. So, Rick, I enjoyed the call. We're at the buzzer. Uh, until we meet again, have a good day. Thank you so much. Yep. Uh, and thanks for taking my call. Yeah, good to talk to you, Rick. When we come back, John Zarek making a house call. Smart Law with John Zarek on the Early in the Morning program. It's halftime. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. Six minutes past the hour. Welcome back. I am Hurley in the morning. John Zarek is here. It is Smart Law with John Zarek. John Zarek is the official and exclusive lead counsel for criminal defense legal matters for the Hurley in the morning program. And every Thursday morning in this hour, the eight o'clock hour, John presents and the law offices of John Zarek presents Smart Law with John Zarek. The law offices of John Zarek focuses their efforts on criminal defense law. The goal is to provide you and yours with the very best legal defense. You can reach John and his firm at 609-641-2266. 609-641-2266. John joins us now. 
John, good morning. And before we even begin, thank you for the beautiful note that you and your brother Mark sent to me uh, relative to uh, the great work that you guys are doing in Ukraine. Well, thanks for all your support, Harry. Certainly. Really, uh, really can't do it without people like you and uh, many others who were kind enough to donate. So, um, so my my brothers uh, in Europe right now will be going, you know, crossing into Ukraine and heading east to uh, Kharkiv, Kherson, Mariupol, that area. Lots of extreme suffering now before it was hunger now it's um, starvation or extreme frostbite um and john now this cold must be unbelievably unbelievably bad yeah well i know starting from i looked at it from the seventh on um it's never going to reach freezing. The highs will never reach uh, 32 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and uh, the lows will always be in the teens so, or worse. So it's uh, it's very, very bad out, out there. I mean, you can imagine what it's like for the soldiers to fight, but their, their spirit is fantastic. So, you know, and, and lots of foreign volunteers in there delivering food and medicine and you know emergency supplies and sleeping bags and you know small stoves sealing up houses that were battered by the russians you know before they withdrew so that that little small stove can be the difference between life and death can it john oh really yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are numerous pictures, uh, you know, you can see on the Internet, numerous pictures of people with, with uh, you know, their their toes are black. I mean, they're gone. Um, they need to be amputated. Uh, so it's, it's very brutal, but the spirit of the people is excellent, you know, just absolutely very strong. And, um, and the soldiers, too, and now with the... Uh, the tanks uh, that they're going to be getting and armored vehicles and so forth. Uh, John, this is an indication of how much they love being Ukrainians and how much they do not want to be Russian. Yeah, they don't want to be Russian, you know. Uh, one of the great myths. I mean, I, I will say that Putin and and company uh, have done a pretty good job of, of um, propaganda insofar as they uh, pretty much have planted in the minds of a lot of Westerners that really, you know, um, um, Donetsk region and uh, Luhansk region, that the eastern um, territories that they took over in 2014, which, which absolutely was a disgrace for the country. I mean, really, really a horrible disgrace. Uh, which they took over along with um, Crimea, were really Russian, and the people spoke Russian, and um, you know they 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 really weren't oriented toward the West. They were they were oriented toward Russia. They've been pounding away at that for a long, long time. So you'll talk to a lot of people that that actually believe that stuff. But um, you know, speaking Russian, you, you know. 
don't be deceived. The the people in Crimea, ninety five percent of them are they they're Ukrainian and they want to be Ukrainian. Uh, they may speak Russian. In fact, Zelensky speaks Russian. You know that's his that's his primary language. He speaks Russian. Um, he also speaks Ukrainian and, and English, but his primary language was Russian. So, lots of people, you know, have. It, and and when you talk about the difference between Russian and Ukrainian and and Polish, really, they can all understand each other. That's you know, it's not a not a problem. So, um, it's kind of uh, they might have some difficulty understanding each other. For example, a back backwoods Maine lumberjack may have some difficulty understanding. Um, a Creole um, waterman um, or swamp person down in in Louisiana, right? So very, very different uh, dialects, but they can ultimately they can they can understand what each other are saying, and so that's that's kind of the difference between the Russian, Ukrainian, and so forth. So they're they're Ukrainian. And they're very fiercely Ukrainian, so and they will be. Um, the only reason the Russians are there, and they, you know, there's all this talk about separatists uh, being the groundswell for this takeover, but not. Uh, that's not the case. I mean, the the takeover. What happened was that a lot of Russian soldiers and operatives went into those regions, and they're the ones that are the backbone of the. Uh, of the takeover, so to speak, and the separation from the so-called separation from um, the Kiev government. So, you know, it's um, but they're hanging in there very strongly. A lot of suffering, intense suffering, but um, they're killing Russians. Uh, you know, five to one, even ten to one. Um, Russians are using the human wave tactics, and they have the backup. Um, it's like there was a there was a movie that demonstrated that very well. They have um, Enemy at the Gates, I believe. It was about uh, sniper primarily, and it and it shows the the standard Russian tactic of having political officers behind the troops, and then. If the the troops charge forward, and if they don't, if they turn around, the political officers shoot them, and that's as as bizarre as that is. That's going on today, in uh, you know, in eastern Ukraine. That's exactly what they're doing, uh, especially around back back moot, because that's a big um, that's a big jewel. The uh, Wagner Group, which is. Uh, you know, a bunch of hoodlums and uh, <laughs> ex-prisoners and gangsters. And it just really, really disturbed people, really sick people. Um, they are, uh, you know, they're they're trying to take back moot, and they're trying to take back moot by recruiting thousands and thousands of prisoners from from prisons you know really they're really not political prisoners just bad guys and they get them down there and they um they charge them ahead and uh you know pretty disgusting 
hard to imagine in this day and age that that's going on, but that's what's happening now. John, how important are the tanks? Uh, Biden's been a little, President Biden's been a little slow on the draw there, but they they appear to be getting help from allies. How big a deal will that be having the tanks? Well, a game changer, you know, it means they'll, they'll be able to drive the Russians out of Ukrainian territory when all those tanks come online. Because those tanks are, um, you know, they have optics and laser guidance that's, you know, makes, they can hit targets five miles away with precision. So you could just imagine if they could lay back and a battle's going on and there's uh, there are a number of strong points, you know, dug in positions, uh, headquarters, fuel depots. Um, ammunition depots close to the front. Oh, they have to be somewhat close to the front. And for them to just be able to, you know, fly drones, locate the targets, and then zero in on those targets with the tanks, yeah, it's pretty devastating. Not, yep. not really a chance for the Russians to resist that. First break. We're going to be right back. 17 minutes past the hour. John Zarek continues. It's Smart Law with John Zarek. With John, I am. Early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. We continue 21 minutes past the hour with John Zarek and Smart Law with John Zarek. Counselor, time is yours. Yes, Harry. Um, we were talking about the the Russian scene, so to speak, and uh, what's going on there. And you know, the Russians are are really flailing. They're making little progress in a couple places. Uh, um, Solodar, for example, is a, a smaller smaller town, not strategically important. But um, you know they just they just slaughtered their troops there, and uh, you know one of the reasons one of the reasons that uh, they're not doing the Russians are not doing well and um, are rather desperate at this point is the way their system is set up. Um, you know you get you advance by essentially being a yes man. You know, by going along, by not telling bad news to Vladimir Putin. So, if you do, then you're you're going to be in trouble and you're going to be in danger. So, what's happened is that the Russian army, as it deteriorated over the years, and we know pretty much now it's it's nothing to even be concerned about. The NATO countries, NATO NATO has, you know, I wouldn't say they're twice as good; they're five times as good as the Russians and five times more effective. So, um, and that's what happens when, when people aren't telling the truth, when there really isn't competition in the marketplace of ideas, but, um, there's a, a, a compulsion, I guess you say on the part of, um, Putin to hear what he wants to hear. And that's, what's been going on. And now, now you have revealed, for all the world to see that the Russian army is ridiculous. And and also what happens is their their equipment is is horrible. It's outdated, it's um 
junk. And uh, how does that happen? Well, if you have people, if the if you have a ruling person like Putin, and you have a group of people around him who are there and are rewarded for their loyalty to him, not for performance, but for their loyalty to him, by billions, for example, um, getting lucrative contracts and getting the opportunity to steal, and everyone is stealing because that's the norm, then what you're left with is an army with a lot of junk, you know, an army that can't function effectively, that doesn't have a proper command structure. So that's what's going on. That's- you think it's a fair analogy to say that Putin has been exposed like Saddam Hussein got exposed? I mean, the world believed that Saddam Hussein had some type of mighty, you know, military and he punked out and they they scooped him up out of a spider hole literally uh russia i think has been just completely um exposed here for the things that you're mentioning your thoughts about that comment yeah he um yeah that's that's exactly what is going on um putin when when donald trump became president uh, first of all, Putin walked all over, um, you know, walked all over the prior administration. Obama was, it was laughable what they did. I mean, for Putin to take over Crimea, to take over a big chunk of eastern Ukraine, and and we would send... Uh, MREs, um, you know, basically army rations. That's what we would send, and blankets and things to um, to the Ukrainians, to the soldiers who were fighting. No equipment, no, no nothing effective to fight back. Um, when when he knew that that was the case, you know, he just did whatever he wanted to do, and so he consolidated his hold on those. Now, the Ukrainians never stopped fighting, but they didn't have the stuff to fight with. You know, they really didn't have the the means to fight effectively and drive the Russians out. Um, Now, when Donald Trump became president, um, I, in confidence, I'll say, um, he met with Putin and said, look, um, you can be the king of Russia. You can steal all the money you want. You can dominate the people inside your country. Um, do, you know, have all your girlfriends. Uh, come to the United States. We'll treat you like a king. Um, we'll give you anything you want. Uh, but, you know, don't do anything don't try to torment me like you you've done every six months to uh to the president um to obama so um and that's more or less what happened he said because if you know if you if you try to do that with me you're going to pay a horrible price you know and that's uh and and putin was in line he didn't mess with Trump one bit. 
because he knew that's what was going to happen. And and all, Trump also kept oil prices so low that Putin couldn't afford to do anything. And um, so that so things were under control. And when President Biden came in, it became a situation where um, and Putin is actually on film saying this. They said Trump was unpredictable. He's not a he's he's you know not a person in the system. Uh, one doesn't really know what he's going to do. In other words, you know he's crazy, and we don't know what he's going to do. So he he said, but Biden. And you might remember this quote. Um, he said, but Biden is a career politician. Yep. He's, uh, he's never had a job in the private sector, uh, 50 years of government serving. He says, Biden is a company man. He's much more predictable. And so he thought, um, mistakenly, he thought he could get away with this, um, this invasion. And well, basically, as you know, President Biden basically greenlighted it when he said that a small incursion, you know, would be OK. And next thing you know, boom, there's your incursion. Uh, what nobody counted on Biden himself, because remember, he thought it was going to be over in one or two days. And he recommended that Ukraine should just cut the best deal that it can. Uh, it was awful, awful American lack of leadership on that. But. Ukraine, and I, I don't know why people don't study, because past this prologue, how hard Ukrainians fight. It really shouldn't have been at all. No one should have predicted that Putin could win in one or two days with the way that Ukrainians have fought over generations. This was miscalculated by many people, I believe, including Vladimir Putin, John. Sure. And, and you know, among the... During the Cold War, among the United States intelligence agencies, CIA and, and so forth, um, Ukraine was considered the brain of the Soviet Union. The brain of the Soviet Union. The smartest people came from there. The big directors came from there. The innovative people came from there. Um, the best planners came from there. I mean, people who knew what they were doing extremely competent, which is generally the case with Ukrainians. Um, they're just bright, successful people. In fact, I don't know any Ukrainians who aren't very successful in whatever they're doing. It's interesting. John, hold on. We'll be right back. It's halftime, believe it or not, already. We'll be right back. John Zarek, continue Smart Law with John Zarek. I am Hurley in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Because of you, South Jersey's Number one news talk radio station. You've done it again and again and again, and we thank you for it. And we offer you this opportunity if you go to the app, the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app right now, you'll see the contest uh, page for Manhattan Bagels partnering with WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And if you enter, you have a chance to win a Super Bowl party for 10. It's It's a really nice spread sandwiches and chips and cookies and more just by going to the app and signing up for the contest the wpg talk radio 95.5 app back with john in just a moment this is the town square new jersey info and weather network and this is harry hurley at 31 minutes past the hour i have three stories that you can follow right now on the app punxsutawney phil we go into great detail about punxsutawney phil if you missed the news 
He saw his shadow six more weeks of winter projected by this prognosticator of all prognosticators. We've written about Senator Vince Palestina. I think it's very readable. I think you'll like it and check it out. And we also chronicle the 10 best Atlantic City casino restaurants on the app. Back with John. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. A seasonable chill in the air today. I'd recommend a layered approach to your outfit. Teens and 20s this morning and a high of 41 this afternoon. Par for the courts for early February. We'll see periods of sun and clouds, maybe a stray snow shower at some point. Brisk wind kicks up tonight. We turn colder, 28 by sunrise, 22 by sunset tomorrow. A blustery day. It will be mostly sunny and dry. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today milk early in the morning wpg talk radio 95.5 fm and 1450 am wpg talk radio 95.5 back to john zarek smart law with john zarek coming up in less than 30 minutes deborah hart lung center an important discussion hate the topic but it's very important to be um informed about it heart failure something you never want to hear that's the topic coming up on Deborah Hart and Lung Center presents Dr. Barn right after John. Counselor, time is yours. Yes, Harry, we were talking about uh, Putin and his uh, his cronies, how he operates, how uh, really his, his army's been revealed as a, a failure, uh, ill-prepared, um, you couldn't even say it's a second-rate army. You know, I'd say a third-rate army because um, certainly the armies of Poland, um, Germ- Germany, France, much, and uh, obviously the United States, much advanced compared to um, their army and their equipment. And that's what happens when you have, uh, you know, years and years of corruption, cronyism, and stealing. Um, for example, look, look at um, look at the head of uh, Wagner Group. Um, he is a thoroughly disgusting person, right? As we 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 see him, uh, did eight or nine years for robbery um, when he was younger. Um, and he, he looks he looks like a thug. He looks like a, a hoodlum. Um, so what he, um, you know, what Progrosian did was he sucked up to Putin early. He got out of prison. He started a hot dog company or something like that. Um, he somehow got in contact with uh, with Putin and his, his crowd. He uh, gained his trust. And uh, started, you know, started making his fortune. And, you know, very quickly, once he became part of Putin's inner circle, and you, you do that by doing anything that Putin wants you to do, including kill people um, or do dirty work any place in the world, right? Mm-hmm. So once he established this private army of... Uh, you know, I guess you'd say no good nicks, you know, people that were rejects of society, prisoners, felons, murderers, uh, rapists. Uh, once he did that, 
and became known by Putin as someone who will do anything at any time for him. Putin rewarded him by giving him um, contracts worth billions of dollars, you know, where he very quickly wasn't making hundreds of thousands. He was making hundreds of millions. And um, and that, you know, that's how the system works. So it, it works by getting, you know, doing what the boss wants and getting getting lots of money from the boss. And, uh, you know, his his efforts in in the war, you know, with the Wagner group and the Battle of Bakhmut and so forth, uh, Battle of Soldar, you know, that which is strictly a uh, Wagner group operation, Prigozhin's operation. What he's what he's doing is shoring up his ability to be a billionaire, to stay within that. Uh, now, many have been in that spot and ended up, uh, as they, you know, say in Sopranos, getting whacked, right? <laughs> and but he's doing a good job of not getting whacked. He's doing precisely what Putin wants him to do. So uh, we see this also in um, with regard. You might re- you might recall a while back um, the when he was when Putin was going to have the elections and take over um, take over uh, Donetsk and Luhansk regions and have a, have these sham elections. Right? Um, there was only one. You know, there was only one way you could vote. Yes, you know, and they would stand there. The, the the police would stand there while you voted, while you filled in. Yeah, no pressure. God forbid. Yeah, very very free, very yeah, democratic. God forbid you didn't vote yes. Right? Yeah. So um, around that time, you, you might recall, um, there was um, a, a public, um, it wasn't live. It was supposed to be live. It was, it was, it was sold as being live it really wasn't live it was it was filmed but it was a meeting of all putin and all his ministers they were in a big circle you might recall yeah i do um yeah in a big circle and uh he was talking to primarily he was he was asking questions of sergey narishkin and narishkin's been with him a long time he's the head of the spy service he's he's that's the lifeblood of any, um, you know. Yeah, he's a successor to Putin, who's KGB all the way. John, hold on. Let's get the last break in. That way we've got plenty of time uninterrupted when we come back. A little more than 11 minutes uninterrupted with John Zarek when we return with John. I am early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Life is hectic here in South Jersey, but one thing you don't have to worry about is missing the information you need while you're running around doing a zillion things. That's why WPG Talk Radio 95.5 brings you everything you need to know in six minutes at the top of every hour. National headlines from Fox News Radio, South Jersey News, and your local AccuWeather forecast all in six minutes. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 
Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Hey, thank you. Great one. 49 minutes past the hour. We continue. It's Smart Law with John Zarek. John. Yes, Harry, we're talking about uh, Putin and how he operates his uh, his kingdom um, in Russia. And not very well. Very well for him. Um, he's rich. He has his cronies. He has his girlfriends. He's got kids here and there. Um, um, plays ice hockey uh. Uh, <laughs> with his with his buddies. Uh, you know, he's he's got uh, rides his horses and so forth. But but is he on shaky ground? I mean, I I know that he has immense power as a dictator, but. There's a lot of rumblings about, you know, the oligarchs and such that want him out, that that he promised that this was going to be swift and easy and that they would prevail and that he has damaged the brand. He's uh, embarrassed the country. He's made them look weak. He's made their military, you know, uh, appear to be inferior. And I mean, I could keep going on and on and on with, uh, you know, the critique, but you get the point. Is he in danger right now because of how bad he's performed? Well, if he loses, um, if he loses this war, and I, I'm confident he will, if he gets driven from Ukrainian territory, I, I don't think he can survive um, at all. You know, I, I think there are going to be plenty of people to knock him off. Remember, um, people who have a taste of power. Uh, especially a significant taste of power, they certainly want that power and they want more power. So there are a lot of people around him who would like to be in his position, who would like to run the country. Uh, you know, Prigozhin, for one, the head of the Wagner Group, you know, ambition to spare. Um, he'd like to run the country. Medvedev would like to run the country. Um, a number of other... Uh, top people, um, the head of the FSB, Alexander uh, Bortnikov, which is which is um, he's been in power for a long time. Yeah, remember uh, when they had the fake the fake democracy and Putin was term limited, so he became the uh, prime minister, and Dmitry Dmitry Medvedev became the president. But we know that was all just titles. And it was clear that the president was subservient to the prime minister when uh, Medvedev was with Obama. And he said that I will transmit to Vladimir. Uh, I mean, everything is just a complete, utter scam. Yeah. Yeah. So so um, lots of those people would. Uh, and, and it's just the way it is. I mean, it, uh, I think Senator McCain uh, said it really well. They said. Um, at one point when he wasn't running for president, he said, are you, Senator, are you interested in um, running for president? And he said, let me tell you the truth. Every United States senator who isn't under indictment or in a rehab is considering running for president. Yeah, along with 50 governors. Yeah, sure. Uh, it, it's just the way it is. Yeah. They have a lot of power. They would really like to have more, and that's 
fascist situation in in Russia. So he's yeah. got plenty of people who would knock him off. I mean, they're not they're not preventing themselves or not not uh, uh, holding back from knocking him off because they love the country and they think he's the best for the country or anything like that. Um, they're holding back on knocking him off and taking power because they think they'll probably get killed if they try it. Exactly. But he uh, must have such a tight inner circle. I mean, like who can touch his food, who can be around him. I think you and I remarked about a photograph where no one is allowed within close proximity of him, even at the same table. And I don't think that was just a pandemic you know, situation. Uh, he He has to be almost paranoid right now, doesn't he? Sure, he, he. But that's part of that life. I mean, that's it's not abnormal for him to act in that way. It, I wasn't. Now people say, well, somebody's got to knock him off. Somebody's got to kill him. Somebody's got to get rid of him. But um, remember, they tried to kill Hitler a lot. Yeah. And continuously from 1933 and not to 1945, we're not unable to do it. Came close a couple times, but unable to do it. So these guys are pretty good at preserving themselves and, and keeping themselves uh, protected. So, but at some point, if he loses popular support, if he loses um, the support, if, if, if at some point, you being a good friend of his makes you look bad, then that's the point when he'll, he'll be gone. You know, when right now, if you're his pal, if you're Prigozhin or you're Bartnikov uh, or you're Narishkin, you look really good. You know, you, it's cool to be his, his friend. It's cool to be in the room, be on camera. Everything looks good, except poor Narishkin got got dressed down in public um, in a quite embarrassing way. But generally, it's good to be one of his buddies because, number one, you're going to be a billionaire for sure. And number two, you're going to have lots and lots of power. So, But when it, it, when it becomes a negative to be one of his pals, then he'll be gone. And that, that is going to take him losing the war. It's not going to happen now. He'll have to he'll have to lose the war and look very, very bad. And then um, they're not going to give it. These guys are not going to give up their position. You know, just that through loyalty, um, they want to keep their position. They want to be powerful and someone will knock him off. They'll make a deal with somebody. But that's but, but John, if this I know we're down to about three minutes, but say this goes on for years. How patient are people going to be about this? Yeah, it's not going to go on for years. Um, when those tanks and other other weapons hit, um, there's going to be really aggressive movement. Um, Ukraine's going to take over Crimea. They're going to take over their other territory. So, that, to- so that in your estimation, this ends with Ukraine a clear-cut win, not just that Russia retreats, and stops fighting. Uh, you, you, does this end with Russia actually surrendering to Ukraine? Well, they're not going to surrender. They'll just leave the territory. Yes, 
that's you know, the, yeah be driven I, back out of the territory yeah. and that and that would constitute a win so I'm, I'm not splitting hairs here i i agree i wanted to see how far you thought this could go i'm in agreement with that i think ukraine properly you know given the tools that it needs is superior and will win and and i believe that winning is measured by pushing russia back and and if they take think about this if they and you you believe this is going to happen because you said it now and i know you've said it before on your show if they take back the at the already previously annexed portions actually putin would have less at the end that i mean that would be so embarrassing for him what a loss that would be for him yeah totally humiliating yes and at that point at that point it will be uh politically unattractive to be his pal you think that putin miscalculated how much the world would ultimately be willing to help and and i i'm always quick to point out i think they were slow i don't think they thought that Ukraine had a, even a chance, which proves they're not well read. They didn't understand how much fight there is here in these folks. Uh, you do understand, and you, you've talked about the history of it on your program before. Uh, I know we can make the case if what's being done now would have been done from Jump Street, Ukraine already would have won. Yeah, and I think I think President Biden was. I mean. It was a terrible miscalculation by Putin. He thought that he could get away with this. It looked like he could get away with it, this. I, I think he thought that President Biden, and I think President Biden would have, uh, but for the Ukrainian resistance, would yep. have uh, allowed him to get away with this. But when Putin, when when um, um, Zelensky made such a strong showing and such great leadership, and he was such a game changer, and uh, they were successful in repelling the Russian invasion that was supposed to take three days. Uh, yeah. I think the United States government and the European governments were just shamed into supporting them. Totally agree. 30 seconds, John. How this got rolling. Yeah. So we have a, a really bad situation there. Um, you know, but Americans are very supportive. People from all over the world right right away came to support to do humanitarian work, to, to fight in the war itself in, in the Foreign Legion, um, to support uh, Zelensky and Ukraine. And that is ongoing, and nothing has wavered in that. And once these tanks come online and other advanced weapons, we're going to see a Final very rapid... Uh, very rapid uh, victory by the Ukrainians. And that's the finish line, John. Thank you. Atlantic City, WENJHD3, Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Deborah. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Our distinguished guest is here. It's six minutes past the hour, and welcome to Deborah Hart and Lung Center Presents. Dr. Kapreet Barn, cardiologist and the director of the Heart Failure Program at Deborah Heart and Lung Center. And that is the topic this half hour 
on Deborah Heart and Lung Center presents heart failure. Uh, very, very obviously uh, profoundly important topic. And I can't wait to get started. But let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Barn. I mentioned he is a cardiologist. He is board certified in advanced heart failure and transplantation, cardiovascular disease, adult echocardiography, cardiovascular computed tomography, and nuclear cardiology. So imagine that. What, what an impressive uh, quadruple background there, at least. He earned his medical degree from Diane and Medical Center uh, College in India after medical school. He completed his residency in internal medicine at the University of Buffalo School of Medicine in New York, completed fellowship training in cardiology at Geisinger Medical Center in Danville, Pennsylvania. He also completed fellowship training in advanced heart failure at Baylor College of Medicine, circulatory support at Texas Heart Institute and cardiac transplant at St. Luke's Episcopal Hospital in Houston, Texas. His interests include advanced heart failure, LVAD, heart transplantation, pulmonary hypertension, and EMC, uh, ECMO. He has authored numerous journals in peer-reviewed medical journals, and he is a uh, by-demand repeat performer uh, on this program, and we spent a lot of time on air together doing many episodes. Dr. Barn, welcome back, and good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Uh, happy to be here. Thank you for having me back. It is a pleasure. Heart failure is the topic. Let's get right into it. We won't bury the lead. What is heart failure? Well, heart failure is, um, as you know, we've talked about this in the past uh, before. Uh, it's uh, basically your heart is uh, like your engine. And uh, for any reason, any medical condition where your heart is not able to pump blood to the, your organs and your, and your muscles and, and, and you're not able to do the things you can do, that, that results in heart failure. I think many listening, if they hear just normal citizens that, you know, have no training and not a lot of knowledge and, you know, in, in certain terms and certain things, if you hear heart failure, I think most people think death sentence, doom and gloom to the max. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to be diagnosed with heart failure? Well, I think uh, uh, just to simplify, please, uh, so I'm, I'm trying to, uh, you know, uh, it is a serious diagnosis. If left untreated, it's one of the serious cardiac conditions in all of cardiology. Uh, patients who have heart failure um, do not have a lot of time left if left untreated. Now, the flip side is if you seek care in 2023 for both types of heart failure, uh, we have excellent treatment options and you can live a very long, happy, productive life. Um, I have patients that are that work as physicians, that work as, you know, businessmen, you know, any the teachers, you know. So, uh, so you can lead a productive life if you get seek treatment. So it's 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 uh, it's very important that if, if you have the diagnosis of heart failure, that you you get with a uh, good team and and seek treatment and and live a productive life. Such an important question that you just responded to. This also was important for our listeners uh, so that they know. Uh, what the symptoms are. What are the symptoms of heart failure? Yeah, just like I mentioned, think of, uh, you know, your, your heart is like your engine, and uh, it's very similar. Uh, just like, you know, in, in a car, the engine's not working, you're not able to do things, and that's what happens with your body. When you when your heart is not working properly, for any reason, any damage from high blood pressure, diabetes, blockages, or infections, when your heart doesn't work properly, what will happen is you will not be able to do activities, right? Because you're not going to be able to walk as much if you are, you feel tired, wiped out. Uh, your heart regulates fluid in your body, so you tend to retain fluid, and uh, people's legs will swell up. 
they can gain significant amount of weight. Uh, those are sort of the common symptoms uh, presentation of heart failure. I like that analogy you do. So it's like the check engine light goes on. It's like the engine in the car. And I think that's <laughs> relatable to uh, to all of our listeners on this. Very important uh, question there. Uh, how do the symptoms differ from other diseases, the heart failure symptoms? Well, I think uh, that's that's the, that's how some, you know, sometimes or um, a lot of times it can be missed because a lot of the symptoms mirror other diseases. Uh, so these symptoms are not exclusive to a heart failure. You can have similar symptoms for other diseases like anemia, sleep apnea, lung problems. So really, if you're, the bottom line is if you're experiencing these symptoms, something is going on. If, you're, if you could walk two miles six months ago and now you're short of breath walking you know, a block, that something is going on. So you need to get proper treatment with your, your, your physicians, get the diagnosis, and if that result is because of heart failure, you seek care with heart failure cardiologists. If it's a lung problem or other issues, your your doctors will you know, gear you towards those specialists. So these these symptoms are not exclusive uh, to heart failure, but certainly if you're experiencing symptoms, something is going on, and you should definitely seek care. You're listening to Dr. Barn. He is a cardiologist at Deborah Heart Lung Center and the director of the heart failure program at Deborah Heart Lung Center. And the topic this half hour on Deborah Heart and Lung Center presents Dr. Barn is heart failure. Deborah Heart and Lung Center, they're accepting new patients, easy to get a hold of by phone or digitally. You can go to the website, demanddeborah.org. It's very, very easy to navigate. You'll see uh, the import, the, um, the hyperlink to appointments tab uh, right there as soon as you look at the um, the screen pretty much center cut on on the website impossible actually to miss you can also call 609-621-2080 that's 609-621-2080 are there stages of heart failure dr barn yes yeah, so you know uh, there are two types of heart failure the word the the most uh, the uh, the both uh, heart failures you do have stages but the when your heart is not pumping enough blood to your body, you divide it into stage A through D. And the reason we do that is because for, for multiple reasons, but the two most important reasons is that A tells us where you are in, in your disease process, and B, it also tells you what treatments you need to give to help you uh, succeed uh, survival-wise as well as symptom-wise. So earlier stages, the treatment is different. Later stages, the treatments are different, like left ventricular assist devices, pacemakers, heart transplants. So, yes, we do have stages, and, and we like to classify patients because it helps us tell them their prognosis or meaning what their future is going to be, or and also it helps us uh, uh, decide what treatments they need at that stage to to save their life or make them successful and, and relieve their symptoms. This is the only break that we take during Dr. Barnes' time with us. We're going to be gone for about four minutes. We'll come back strong. And a very important question when we come back that I'm sure a lot of folks, especially if you're ever dealing with this um, circumstance, you'd want to know, can heart failure be reversed? Can heart failure be cured? Or can heart failure only be treated? A lot to talk about. Much more. Straight ahead with Dr. Barn, Deborah Heart Lung Center presents Dr. Kapreet Barn, cardiologist and the director of the Heart Failure Program at Deborah Heart Lung Center. And the topic this half hour is heart failure. We'll be back in just a little bit with Dr. Barn. I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. 
WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. Thank you. That is all because of you, and you've done it again and again and again. We thank you for it. We're visiting with Dr. Barn, and the discussion this half hour on Deborah Heart and Lung Center presents Dr. Capreet Barn, cardiologist and the director of the Heart Failure Program at Deborah Heart and Lung Center. You won't be surprised. We have the director of the Heart Failure Program, so you can pretty much... I think place a good bet on it that we're talking heart failure and we are and Deborah is accepting new patients it's important to um to mention as often as I can you can call 609-621-2080 609-621-2080 on the web at demanddeborah.org demanddeborah.org we teased it Dr. Barn right before the break I think it's one of the most important questions of the program, can heart failure be reversed or cured? And I'm not hearing Dr. Barn, but let's see if we can do better this time. Can you, can you hear me now? Can I hear you. Now? I hear can you, you hear perfectly now. now. Yeah, it was, it was, I do hear you now. And I think that's funny what you just did. It was muted or something. But yes, we hear you perfectly. Can heart failure be reversed or cured? So there are two aspects to this. So first, it depends on uh, the, the reason for why your heart muscle was damaged. Um, so uh, there are certain conditions where uh, if your heart, heart muscle is damaged, uh, that we, if we treat the underlying condition, uh, the, the heart muscle can get stronger. For most common is somebody comes in with a, with a blockage in the arteries uh, with a heart attack, and we, we put a stent in, uh, but there's a temporary uh, damage to the heart, but opening up the blockages and, and with medications, the heart muscle gets better over a few months. Certain infections and, 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 and conditions we can, we can reverse by treating the underlying conditions. But uh, even if your condition has permanent damage to your heart, in 2023, we have certain medications that have become so powerful that, that in, in some patients, they can completely reverse uh, the damage and the patient's heart muscle can get stronger. And in some patients, even if it doesn't get, even if it doesn't get uh, normal, we can improve the heart function that they can live many, many years. So it's very important, uh, going back to your question, that uh, if, like we talked about, if you're having those symptoms, get appropriately diagnosed and immediately see a, a heart failure team so they can uh, figure out what the reason is and possibly go after that reason or and also start on those important medications. I always tell people that, uh, you know, heart failure is, is, uh, is, is literally, and we don't talk about it like that, and I don't mean to scare people, but, but I do want to mention that there's the, the, the closest analogy is heart failure is cancer of the heart. Mm. Really, the patients who have heart failure, if left untreated, their, 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 their longevity is literally mirrors certain cancers, uh, like lung cancer and pancreatic cancer. And the good news is that we have medications to reverse that course and people can live many, many years. So I tell these medications are like your chemotherapy and uh, you gotta take them very seriously and, and they're great results. And the good news is these medications have no major side effects. And uh, so, so in 2023, uh, you know, uh, we have a, a lot of tools to get to the bottom of why heart failure is happening and possibly reverse the course. And even if we can't, we have medications uh, to control uh, the symptoms and to and, and to improve the heart function. Very encouraging, Doctor Barn. What type of quality of life can a person have with heart failure? Um, usually, when patients come to me, they're very symptomatic. Um, they, they can be mild symptoms to severe symptoms, and uh, generally speaking, 
uh, if you if you diagnose them and, and, and put them on the treatment options, the majority will improve. And the ones who don't improve uh, is, is, is usually because the heart muscle is getting weaker or getting more damaged. And then we go to the last stage of heart failure where we have to start thinking about an LVAD, left ventricular assist device, or, or, or in some cases, heart transplant. And uh, so with all these treatments, most patients do feel better and, and, and improve their symptoms. Like I told you, I have patients um, with all backgrounds. I have, you know, younger patients, older patients. I have patients who, uh, you know, work as physicians, teachers, you know, bus drivers. And so they can lead a normal life and still and it would, it's take their medications can still be productive. And then, of course, to end-stage heart failure patients, we also have aggressive and advanced options like left ventricular assist device. And Dubois is one of the... Uh, regional leaders in the in, in those devices and and uh, uh, we have a great team here for that how do things like and this is a wild card question but i think it's an important one because obviously people are dealing with it how do things like covid19 you know th- this appears to be an aggressive flu strain this this season how do these types of things affect a person with heart failure well, we know that, you know, COVID does affect the heart. It can cause inflammation of the heart. Uh, but generally speaking, um, you know, uh, with the newer strains, it's pretty well tolerated. We're not seeing a lot of serious heart issues with the newer strains. There was a lot, obviously, in 2020 when it first came, uh, that was a very uh, different strain. Uh, but having said that, vaccines are very important. And, uh, you know, of course, discuss your individual, um, you know, risk with your with your primary care doctor. But, if you're eligible for a vaccine, it's very important to get the vaccine because vaccines really reduce the chance of serious illness, especially if you have underlying comorbidities like heart failure. So uh, prevention is always better than cure. So I think, uh, yes, the strains have gotten milder compared to 2020, but if you're a candidate for vaccine, talk to your primary care doctor. As long as you don't have any uh, allergies or any indication why you can't have the vaccine, you should consider that, especially if you have underlying like heart failure. Yeah, I really like that comment you made about um, prevention is better than the cure. I like that. Now, I know the short answer. It's call you and your team because your team approach is amazing at DeBoer Heart and Lung Center. But let me just put the question out there uh, for you to, I'll tee it up and you take it away. Who should you see for heart failure and why? Yeah, I think when you have symptoms that you're having, if you're having these symptoms like shortness of breath, swelling in your legs, you cannot do the things you were doing before. Your first step is to seek care with any physician. That's, so if you're a primary doctor, go, whoever your family medicine doctor, go get care first. And they will put you through some testing. And they should be able to figure out if you, with their testing that if you have heart failure. Then the next step, if you do have it, if you have access to a specialist like, like me, try to go to a heart failure specialist. But there are certain parts of the country where uh, people, you know, specialists like me are not, uh, not available. But your, so your next step should, at minimum, see a cardiologist locally. And then they can usually, you know, uh, put you on the medication and get you to a, a regional heart failure cardiologist. But the first step is just, just go see anybody. Uh, you know, if you're family medicine, you have a connection with them, go see your doctor, figure out what's going on, and then they can guide you. And, of course, if your symptoms are really bad, uh, you know, you need to go to the hospital immediately, and uh, then they'll, they'll figure that out. And, but, but the bottom line is, uh, whoever your physician is or, or regional hospital, you should seek care depending on how bad your symptoms are. Are there questions that the person should be asking of the provider? Uh, I think usually uh, most family medicine doctors, cardiologists, they know the, the testing that needs to be done. So I think the uh, main thing is to uh, relate your symptoms. Make sure you let them know all your symptoms. 
that, hey, I'm not feeling good, I'm short of breath, things I could do a year ago. And so they will then put you through a battery of testing, and part of that testing would be to look at if the heart's causing these symptoms. What's your um, thoughts about persons getting a second opinion after being diagnosed? Yeah, so, you know, uh, as you know, Deborah is a you know, regional leader in advanced heart failure, and we're, we're the only comprehensive advanced heart failure center in South Jersey. So, you know, we see a lot of, uh, you know, second opinions, third opinions. And, uh, you know, so, you know if, you, if you have been diagnosed and, and uh, you feel like, you, you know, your symptoms are not improving or, or you want to hear from another physician, obviously, you know, definitely reach out to us. At, you know, I think you give the information already, our website and our phone numbers. Uh, but yes, we do that a lot. A lot of our work is second and third opinions because uh, patients, you know, the regional uh, center and patients who get diagnosed come to us for opinions. And uh, we, you know, at the world, we're very lucky uh, that we have a very comprehensive team. I have, you know, a, a, an awesome team around me that supports me. That includes our electrophysiology department, our cardiac catheterization department, our CT surgical department, and we have a lot of tools at the to figure out, you know, complicated cases which other centers may not have those tools. Uh, so definitely, if you've been diagnosed with heart failure and and your symptoms aren't improving, and, you, and of course, if you need advanced therapies, uh, you know you should definitely reach out to us. And as Dr. Barnes said, uh, Deborah Heart and Lung Center, they are accepting new patients. You can call 609-621-2080. I'll give you all of this information uh, just as we're saying goodbye to Dr. Barn in about uh, six, seven minutes from now. But the number is 609-621-2080 or through the website. Uh, you can do it all digitally as well at uh, demanddebora.org, demanddebora.org. In terms of treatment options, do they change over time? Uh, yes. So, like, in the beginning, I mean, you have earlier stages of heart failure. We mostly focus on medications. And uh, as your heart failure progresses, then we start thinking about devices like pacemakers. And, of course, if your heart failure progresses to the point where you're not responding to medications or pacemakers, then we have advanced therapies like left ventricular cystoids. These are surgically placed heart pumps that, that, that make patients live longer and feel better. And, of course, for you know, a small percentage of patients, we do have heart transplantation as an option as well. Um, you know, but the left ventricular device technology has improved dramatically. You know, um, um, you know, Deborah's um, uh, you know, done done most uh, the the newest generation pumps. We've done the most in the state. Uh, we have a lot of experience here, so we've got a lot of you know second third opinions for patients who need these uh, advanced therapies. And of course, we treat earlier stages of heart failure too. So that's really the algorithm. Uh, we start with medications, and a lot of patients. Uh, I don't want to scare people saying that everybody needs a surgical procedure, but. A lot of patients stabilize on the medications, and then over time they will progress. And the whole point of the medication is to slow that progression instead of, you know, one year, whereas sometimes they will prolong people for 10, 10 years, 15, 15 years on medication. So the first step is to get on that chemotherapy or the medication that I talked about. And once you get on that, and, and hopefully you do well, and then, of course, if you progress, um, you know, um, you were ready. And just like I tell patients that, you know, when they come see us, we're... we're, we're you know, hoping for plan A, but we're ready for plan B. Mm. You know, that's really our, our role uh, to take care of the patients. Very, very important. In terms of exercise, because somebody that hears, hey, you know, I have heart failure, maybe they're concerned about, um, you know, target heart range or exercising. Am I going to do harm? How, someone with heart failure, and I know everyone's different and different stages and whatnot, but what do you generally say about exercise with the folks with heart failure? 
Yeah, so so uh, two questions that come up are uh, that commonly I see in the clinic, and these are logical questions. Anybody you know who, who gets diagnosed, that's a common sense question to ask. I'll say that, hey, uh, Dr. Barn, can I uh, do exercise to make my heart muscle stronger, right? Because we think of muscle, right? We think of muscle like your biceps or your, your triceps. We're used to going to the gym lifting yeah. and hoping that the muscle improves. Unfortunately, your, your heart muscle, is, it is a muscle, but it doesn't respond to exercise the same way. So you can't make your damaged heart stronger by exercising. However, you can increase your endurance, even with the bad heart. For example, let's say you're walking, you know, 10 feet before your heart failure, but by physical therapy and exercise, you can walk 400 meters or 500. So even with the bad heart, you can increase your endurance. So exercise is a good thing. So that's number one. Well, how much exercise? And so we don't recommend competitive sports like if you've been diagnosed with heart failure, this is not the time to sign up for a half a marathon, right? Right. But we do recommend that you should move and increase activity. So I tell patients that just walking, you know, walking, keep it simple, walking. Uh, younger patients like jog. Uh, you want to lift a uh, little bit of weights, you know, common sense. So I tell them that if you're uh, exercising to a point where you can't speak or you're, I always joke with them, if you're turning blue in the face, probably doing too much. And if you're exercising and you're watching TV and not even short of breath, probably not doing enough. So you want to be in, in the middle somewhere where you're pushing yourself, uh, where you're, you know, uh, you know, getting a good workout. But, but like I said, no competitive sports, uh, no heavy lifting, but walking, light running, um, you know, uh, mild to medium-sized weights to keep your, you know, muscle tone. Uh, we're okay with that. And, of course, a lot of patients who, are, who go too far when we see it, we have specialized programs like cardiac rehabilitation, which is basically a monitored setting where we improve their functional status by doing certain exercises. So for, for patients who have a lot of symptoms who get diagnosed, uh, we have a special cardiac rehabilitation program as well. Dr. Barn, I think you probably touched on some of these throughout the half hour, but let's c- conclude with this as sort of a standalone uh, question to, to finish today's program. And those just joining us, if you've missed any of it, please check out the podcast later today. When it's uploaded, you can download it and you can listen to the entire program because it's really important content that Dr. Barnes shared this morning uh, on heart failure. But what are some of the advanced level treatment options that people should know about from Deborah Heart and Lung Center? Yeah, so we have a lot of uh, advanced therapies now for uh, even since I came last, I think, uh, spoke. Uh, every year we're getting new uh, technology. So let's say you have heart failure and, and you've been on medication for seven years and you've had a pacemaker and now you're getting more short of breath, you're not responding. So we have uh, different options. There's certain patients we can, uh, we can put a clip on one of their valves to improve their symptoms. That's called a mitral clip. Uh, we have things like uh, 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 further specialized pacemakers that we can put in. And for extreme scenario where nothing is working, we do have, like I just talked about, left ventricle assist device um, program where we put these surgically placed pumps in, and these pumps work really well. Uh, the newest generation pumps have uh, shown to improve survival by close to five to six years, uh, which is, uh, you know, when you have end stage and you're, 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 you got, you're down to months of living, it prolongs your life significantly. So, and of course, we have a heart transplantation that's been around for, you know, almost uh, over 50 years. And uh, so we have options for you. So it's very important that you know, uh, that you seek care, get on the right medications. And for some reason, if you're not responding, you need to definitely go to a specialized center like Deborah, where they have all the specialists uh, that are, that are you know, uh, available to get you to the right tools to improve your symptoms. 
Uh, so I can't stress that enough. So if, you, if you've already been diagnosed and you're struggling, uh, you definitely need to go to a specialized center for, for an opinion to see what we can do uh, to help you. Deborah Heart Lung Center, they are accepting new patients. They're on the web at demanddeborah.org, and you can see the, um, the, the speed button tab that's right there in terms of making appointments. If you prefer, and some people do, you'd rather make the call. Either way works, 609-621-2080. 609-621-2080. Dr. Barn, always nice to visit with you. Really important content. You've helped a lot of people today, and we appreciate your uh, time and your expertise. Thank you, sir. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, looking forward to, uh, to being on the show again. I am too. Until we meet again. It's 36 minutes past the hour. That's a wrap for this month. We look forward to next month's episode because these topics we know, we hear from you. They have literally saved lives. And you've told us that uh, in all the great disciplines that Deborah is so um, just so fabulous to work with. Uh, again, demanddeborah.org, or you can call 609-621-2080. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Your turn to play is next, 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open until Brian Kilmeade. So let's have at it when we come back. Hi, everyone. Brian Kilmeade here. Coming up on Thursday edition of the Brian Kilmeade Show, former Georgia Congressman Doug Collins will be here. I'll take his take on the growing Republican field for 2024 running for president. Plus, the FBI searched yet another of President Biden's properties looking for classified documents. When does this end? All coming up on the Brian Kilmeade Show. Brian Kilmeade is next at 10 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. It is 41 minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up Hurley in the Morning. Thanks for tuning in to WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. And if you haven't already done so, the Hurley in the Morning charity did, and we do it every year. My good friend Joe Kelly, uh, Cat Country 107.3, our sister station WPUR, they do it's a two day um, effort. It's it's amazing what they do. They raise an incredible amount of money. We wrote a grant this morning. Uh, Joe was very generous um, in in some things that he was talking about relative to that. Uh, but we encourage you. You can go to their website. Uh, and you can make a contribution. There'll be a link there to be able to do that and participate in their radiothon today and tomorrow. Uh, two other quick announcements. Uh, a groundhog, somebody wrote me, is a groundhog a squirrel? So I wrote them back, a groundhog is a marmot or what's called a ground squirrel. But it's not a squirrel uh, as you think about you know these cute little squirrels if you think they're cute i kind of think they are some people think they look like rats or something but um so that's the deal on that and punxsutawney phil big fan every groundhog day i watch the movie groundhog day so i'll do that tonight it's a tradition that i just love i love the movie i think andy mcdowell is particularly great in it and bill murray too and brian brian doyle murray i mean the cast is really fantastic uh so that's fun Punxsutawney Phil, if you didn't hear it yet, saw his shadow foretelling six more weeks of winter. And what they will tell you in their society is that Punxsutawney Phil is never wrong, that it's the human handlers that get it wrong because there's these two scrolls and he picks one of them. And then that's the deal. If you're wondering, he doesn't look up at the sky 
and see a shadow. He picks one of the scrolls, and he's been right about 40% of the time. But again, the human handlers take all the blame for any inaccuracies. And if you want to know how he communicates, Punxsutawney Phil speaks what is called groundhoggese. So that's his language. So that's it on that. And finally, because um, I appreciate it, because it means you care, I took the opportunity, I made it a point to share with you my adventure of trying to purchase a Jalen Hurts Philadelphia Eagles green jersey. You would think in the year 2023 this would be an easy endeavor, especially when I made my purchase before the Eagles won the NFC Championship game. So you would think it would be very easy. You would just place the order, and it would come in a couple of days, because that's the way America used to work. I can't explain it, but I I knew as, as soon as I made, I, I dealt with a reputable company. I knew, I knew the shipping would be FedEx, which I consider to be very reliable. And I still felt like it's not, and I'm, I'm an optimist. I'm not uh, a pessimist that goes into it saying it's never going to get here. Oh, my, woe is me. But I just felt from the beginning that somehow for unexplained, you know, phenomenon reasons, my shirt would not arrive. Well, I was only able to tell you part of the story yesterday. Now I can tell you, to quote the late great Paul Harvey, the rest of the story. After I got off the air at six minutes past the hour... I called Dick Sporting Goods and told them that the package is it's like it's like John Robinson and Maureen Robinson that was hopelessly lost in space. It arrived to Barrington, New Jersey, to FedEx, and then just went into a black hole. It was never moving for two days. It was not moving. It was never in transit let alone to that next glorious category where they then notice you that it's in transport. So it arrived, but it either got lost or somebody stole it, which is my leading uh, uh, suspect is that somebody stole it. It's obviously, you can feel that kind of package. It's not in a box. It's in like a plastic thing. So you know that it's, um, that it's a jersey. So you think about the time of year that it is. So somebody knew it was either an Eagles jersey or a Kansas City Chiefs jersey. And I think I think someone stole it. Not from my home. It never got close. It got into the state, but it never got close to home. And ladies and gentlemen, Chris Coleman is within 20 feet of my microphone, the esteemed program director of WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And he just gave a, a friendly wave to the entire audience. All right. So let me continue. I called Dix and I said, it's hopelessly lost. I'm going to cancel it. And they, they were very accommodating. Fact, matter of fact, I should go on my account now and see if they actually did what they said they were going to do. Because as of yesterday, there was no evidence. But I'm sure that kind of thing takes a little bit of time. There was no evidence that they had credited my account. Let me just do this real quick here. It doesn't matter because if they didn't do it, I'll just call American Express and I'll have it taken off. But I dealt with a very nice um, representative and she said that she did it 
there you go. The credit is there. Dick's Sporting Goods, good as gold. I knew I was dealing with a good company. This is just, you know, in keeping with my luck that I talk to you about all the time involving small things. But it's a great trade-off because I've been very blessed with the big things. And you, you, can't, you can't complain. I'm just sharing with you an, an incident. I'm not complaining because I, it's almost I expect it with this kind of thing. So everything right now – and I will tell you, I guess Dick's communicates well with FedEx. They should. They probably pay them a lot of money. So later in the day, I just thought, well, let me check and see. Maybe this thing is going to come, and if it comes, I'll pay for it, and I'll keep it, uh, or I'll send it back, whatever. But, you know, I, I tried to use the link, and the link didn't work anymore. So I thought, well, that's weird. And then I, then I copied the link and went into my FedEx account, and there's no such tracking number. So in any event um, – it's like that's just dead zone too. But I guess it's like, hey, you canceled. We gave you a refund. So you're out of this purchase altogether. That's kind of how I take it. A friend of mine told me it could still show up, which if it does, you know, I'll do what I'll do with it. And, and I'll explain why. Because I then vociferously, first chance I had to use that word today. I went after this thing. I searched high and low. Nike.com, NFL, Fanatics.com. I mean, I, I can't even count the number of attempts that I made, but I won't do any of those garbage ones on like Facebook and stuff. They're, I'm convinced they're just absolutely, I mean, $39.99 for something that costs $130? I don't think so. So I don't know what you would get if you get anything, get some garbage that won't even, you know, be worth it or hold up. So I could not find, I, I will tell you, I can find a Jalen Hurts uh, number one nice NFL. See, I, I want I want the real thing. I don't want some Bobo fake out thing. I want the patches. I want the stitching. I want the real NFL logo. I don't want iron on. I want the stitching. So, you know, that's that's my my desire. I want the real thing. I challenge anyone. You will not find anything other than triple XL. So maybe Matt Marino's in business or four XL. By the way, with a football jersey, I always believe you get one larger than you would usually get. I have found them to run small. And also, I like to wear a mock turtleneck underneath, you know, and, and, and just kind of bring out my inner Tom Brady and look all handsome and stuff with that nice mock turtleneck popping out. If I wear the green with the black trim, I'll wear a, a black turtleneck. If I was getting a white jersey, I'd wear the white turtleneck. And uh, it looks nice. And it's weird. I only wear it a couple times a year before big games only. And I will wear it also Monday after the Super Bowl. No matter how the game goes, I'm wearing the jersey. All right, so how am I going to wear the jersey if I don't have a jersey? Well, after failing, there was no chance. After failing to order one through traditional means, 
I went to eBay. I found someone with a hundred percent track record of fulfilling shipments and and all the comments said ships fast ships fast so i said i need it by february 6th and i'm supposed to be getting it on monday and is that february 6th yes it is so it's committed to me to be here on monday because i didn't want it to be middle of the week which then could become the end of the week which then could become uh did you hear my ring doorbell here hold on a second here motion at my door nothing up my sleeve yeah somebody's at my door um hello i can talk to them by the way hello but it's it's actually it's a friend so i got it the short the short answer story is i got it or so it seems it's not here yet but i appear to have gotten it and I'm saving money. And it has the, it's brand new. I saw the pictures. It's all stitching. It's got the the tag, all original, exactly what I ordered from Dick's. So probably about 10 different people wrote me, how did it turn out? Uh, rather than send out all these emails, I said, I will, I will say it on air. And that's the story. Didn't go well with the original order no luck finding my size really any size except triple and quadruple xl uh at any store but i figured somebody on ebay would be selling something like that because it's opportune op, you know and i, I actually i'm really surprised at the price because nobody can get that size right now and i got quite a bargain I mean, substantially less, $50 less than I would have paid. How about that? That's uh, This could turn out to be a win for your humble, unassuming crime fighter. We'll be back, and I promise your calls are next. 609-407-1450. That's the story. I am. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPGG Atlantic City. WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. My friend had his home stolen. The crime is home title theft. It's real. It's horrendous, but it's real and it's everywhere. Now, luckily, this was just a demo, but I saw how criminals all around the world target American homeowners, and that's why I protect my home with home title lock, and you need to as well. And a thief can simply forge your signature on a legal document claiming you sold your home to them. Homeowners insurance and common identity theft programs do not protect you, but home title lock does. So protect yourself. Just go to their website. It's hometitlelock.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Verify your home's title is still safely in your name. Then just register your address for a free, no obligation home title report for your files. That is a $100 value, absolutely free. That's hometitlelock.com slash Sean, hometitlelock.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 59 minutes past the hour. Uh, The 2023, it's the first of its kind. It's going to be amazing. We're going to be at the event. It's this Saturday. 
2023 U.S. Rowing Atlantic City Indoor National Championships. If you go to the app, if you go to the website, WPGTalkRadio.com or the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app, you'll see the article about this event and a lot of content. We're interviewing Dan Garbett, who is the ladies rowing coach at Old Dominion University for many years. Absolute amazing uh, coach and, and just terrific in this sport. He'll be competing, actually. Uh, there are some amazing competitors that are coming to the Atlantic City Convention Center. It's going to be very, very exciting this weekend. They need volunteers, though, for everything from venue setup to erg setup, volunteer hospitality, spectator assistance, door attendance. So you can imagine it's a big scale event and um, they're going to have a ton of people. They're offering like 190 plus events in all kinds of categories. So you can email Lynn Kesselman, First Lady of Stockton University, Lynn with uh, L-Y-N-N-E, E at the end, Lynn.Kesselman, K-E-S-S-E-L, not L-E, E-L-K-E-S-S-E-L-M-A-N, at Stockton.edu. You can send me a request. I'll send you the link to the volunteer uh, information. It's very simple to uh, to get involved, and they could use your help. Margie's volunteering and a lot of great people are going to be uh, stepping up and, and helping out. I believe this is – it's the inaugural event, but I believe it's going to be the beginning of something very, very big. So that's another – just another feather in the cap of Atlantic City. And I'm telling you, world-class talent from around the country will be at this event. It's going to be very, very good. Uh, Senator Gormley actually just is the visionary – uh, behind the idea and a lot of great people have stepped up and really done a good job putting it together including the sports commission welcome to hurley in the morning you're on the air good morning how you doing i'm doing well um listen to your show all the time i don't always get the call because i'm on my way into work um the reason i called is uh is i know you spoke about this anchor loan or yes. anchor thing that, yes uh, the other other day, I have no, no idea about it. Oh, this is important. Oh, this is very important. Listen, if you make, I think it's with a couple under $200,000. Now, it's, it, it is means tested. So I'm going off the top of my head right now, Al. But here's the deal. You got to get, um, do me a favor. Send me an email, harryhurley at aol.com. Uh, and I will get you the information. Uh, you have until February 28th to apply. I don't know what you make, and don't say it over the air between you and your and your spouse. Uh, but I have every belief that you qualify to either get a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred. So anybody, I mean, and and in all fairness, not to you, but to anybody listening, Governor Murphy has extended this thing again and again and again. It's my understanding this is it. If you don't apply by February 28th. You're not going to get it. And it's easy. It's really simple. You can do it online. Um, the fact that you don't have the card, uh, like a, I shouldn't say a card, but a um, maybe a little bit bigger than a postcard item came. It should have come in your name. And then that had everything you needed to make it really easy. You're going to probably have to call because you don't have the number associated with you in order to do it completely digitally but you're going to be able to sign up send me the email i'll send you a picture actually of what this thing looks like 
and I'll give you the phone number that you can call. But you need to make it a priority because a thousand or fifteen hundred hours, uh, and it's not a taxable event. So that that's net. Uh, that's no joke. No, that's no joke. No, like always use a thousand dollars. Yes. <laughs> and and by the way, for those listening, if you're a renter, I think it's seven fifty. Don't quote me because I haven't looked at this. I did mine a few months ago, uh, easy a few months ago, maybe even longer. Uh, but there's a rental. Uh, amount I think it's seven fifty. So don't don't miss the opportunity. Uh, it's basically tax relief, you know, in a in a highly taxed state. So you know how to get me, and I promise you today, if you get me um, your contact information, I'll send you what you need later today. I'll probably be tomorrow. I'm too. I'm on my way into work. You got time? Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, you know, it's February second. You've got weeks, but get on it. Thank you, so. All right, my friend. Appreciate it. Yep, pleasure. See you. Have a great day. God bless. You do the same. 609-407-1450. Oh, my gosh, there's so many things we didn't get a chance to uh, cover today. Uh, Matt got in once, but let's give him an opportunity to close out the show. Hello, Matt. Yeah, boss. Thanks for taking my call again. Happy to. Happy to do it. It's my job. uh, I'm glad you – I think you're going to get your shirt. That's going to be great. Well, I mean, look, keep in mind, you know my luck on little things. I'm dealing with somebody with a 100% track record of perfect service. So I think there's a reasonable chance. I mean, I'm expecting to get it. But if I don't, I'll wear, you know, my number five McNabb. It's 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 going to be okay either way. I got it. Hey, by the way, let me tell you what I almost resorted to, but it didn't say what the um, what the shirt size was. I almost bought an autographed jalen hurts shirt which i wouldn't mind having and something that's autographed i don't usually wear you know i usually frame it or something like that i almost went that route because honestly it wasn't that much more it was a certified autograph from a very reputable house and it wasn't that much more well i shouldn't say it wasn't that much more so it would have been like a hundred hours more but i almost thought about getting the autographed one but then i thought that's ridiculous and i didn't do it and I didn't know what size it was. It didn't say what size it was. I think if they had put the size on it, I might have done it. Yeah, I I was privy to meeting the uh, New York Giants uh, head equipment guy uh, several years ago. And he gave me some things that you can't even buy at Dick's or anywhere else. He gave me a, a couple jerseys, a Manning jersey, a Tuck jersey. Wow. A uh, Brandon, a uh, uh, Brandon Jacobs jersey, and Eli Manning signed it right on my back. Oh my God, Matt, you got gold right there. Two-time Super Bowl champion. 